If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode is brought to you by Bevel. Father's Day is around the corner, and what better way to surprise dad than with the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Get Pops a Bevel. Get $30 off a 90-day supply of the Bevel shaving system when you visit getbevel.com slash friendzone. It's time for dad to start shaving smarter with Bevel. This week's podcast is also brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv offers on-demand audio fitness that combines the guidance of a trainer with the perfect playlist, so you can get personal training anytime, anywhere. You can even track your progress and access all of your workout data thanks to the HealthKit integration in the Health app. Sign up today at Aptiv.com and get a 30-day trial free when you sign up for a monthly subscription using the promo code FRIENDZONE. That's Aptiv, A-A-P-T-I-V.com, and use promo code FRIENDZONE. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Don't touch my Cause it's the feeling 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 every day I walk out my house And I see something looks like a mouse In dirty ass New York City Or I'm in London Yes, the street is international I'm walking down I don't know what time it is Cause the rhyme is all over the place But my brain's not musty Cause the beatbox is crusty No, that's not right, it's rusty Cause it got you bitches all cracking And creaking and squeaking and thinking Y'all can underestimate me cause I ride the beat in I got my feet in looking kinda fleeking It don't matter cause Dustin's going to freestyle And he's done beatboxing Wow Cause it's the feeling Cause it's the feeling Cause it's the feeling Cause it's the feeling Don't touch my head I wasn't gonna touch the shit Uh 
Everybody know it's ugly shit, uh And your hairdresser need to be whipped, uh And she need to take care of her kids You see, I went up to the next ass salon And I said, God damn, this is what you're wasting our money on? You're always in my pocket asking me for help Then you come home, look like you took your hair off the shelf I'm tired and so is your wig heads All their eyes closed and they look like they're dead All the hair is ashy and they look like a shed That's wood and shingles on your head Is you crazy, lady? Why are they playing you? And why you letting them just like they laying you out And you look stout with your hair cut like that They need to figure it out Was they paying attention when they went to class Or was they just sitting around on the phone on their ass Or was they on the internet supposed to be in class Was they learning something or just really being trash And that's why your hair look the way it do today And that's probably why I'm gay Ooh <laughs> Wow And it's the feeling <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my Cause it's the feeling Oh you look You know I got an R&B breakdown for that and everything like Cause it's the Don't touch my head Give us a bridge Cause it's the feeling Not the look away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, you. If I had these headphones on, you know what was next. <laughs> Holding the ear, okay. Looking for the note. Holding the phone, okay. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. We up on them. <laughs> <laughs> like Betty Wright on Holy Key. <laughs> Betty Wright sang the shit out of Holy Key. <laughs> holy, 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 holy. I was like, God. <laughs> she sang from the feeling. <laughs> Betty Wright was singing Holy Key. And did you see her perform? Was that the BT Hip Hop Awards where she did it live? And she was out there like dabbing and shit like, <laughs> with, with DJ Khaled. Y'all didn't see that? No. The, no. Now, first of all, we're going to give respect where it's due. Please. Betty Wright is a legend, right? Let's Black, okay. paint a, don't blame Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie is just a man, and he's doing the best he can. That's what Betty Wright said on After the Pain. That's your homework this week. Betty Wright is a legend, but we still going to laugh. It's the point that I'm making. So when they perform Holy Key live, and you know how DJ Khaled be so into it and intense. So he was like throwing and thrusting and holy, holy key. And Betty Wright was right there with him. Wow. She had on like a black seat. You know how, you know how like black women of a certain age, you know, when they go into special functions, they wear like a sequin jacket and like some wide leg sheer pants or something. You know that outfit. You know that look. She had on like some of that shit. It was like a a, like a like a top with the shoulder out or something. You know, but it was a great performance. But Betty Betty Wright was going off. Anyway, welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Not me. So, hey, friend. <laughs> hey. Hey, Dustin. What's happening then? Y'all look so cute today, by the way. Thank I wish you. I could see their outfit. You do too, friend. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Coming from a black woman that's black as yourself. You see it? Yeah. Look, what is this look, week look, five? But, and look, and you know, I ain't say nothing when you walked in. I didn't want to leave with that. See, I wanted to let you live as a black woman before you reported today. Week five, y'all. I'm telling you, they need so you need you know to be a tan real. influencer. <laughs> for real. Like. Anyways, how was your weekend, y'all? It was good. It's real good. Happy Memorial Day belated to all those that we lost and we was we was celebrating in memoriam of Okay, I told y'all intention matters. So you motherfuckers that was eating barbecue and shit and <laughs> drinking and telling kids to sit down and quit coming in out the house and shit and turning meat over on the grill, your hearts better have been in the right place. <laughs> 
That's a reason for the season, literally. What oh. did y'all do? Uh, I did. Uh, uh, you know what? I rested. Uh, I went to um, a really dope. I actually was Amen. in the studio this weekend. Ooh. I was on IG Live for a minute from the studio. I, I hit, you know, I dropped me a hot little 16. Are you serious? Yeah. At a studio in Brooklyn this weekend. So that was super oh dope. My God. Oh, shit. Um, and I'm just, ready. I worked. I actually had some other work to do this weekend. So it was a busy weekend for me. I wasn't yeah. frolicking and fraternizing <laughs> like I wanted to. <laughs> What about you? Well, actually, we know where you were, Asante. How I was, was London? across the pond with the Furious One. Yeah. London was so much better than it was last time, I must say. I got food poisoning the first time, so this time around, oh I was God. like, just don't let me get sick, Lord. And right. my prayers were answered. Thank I did go out and I enjoyed Nando's. I got to see the city. It was great. I got to see a lot of people from the States over there, which was amazing. So it was good to see some old people, some new faces. And actually... Mm-hmm. um, I just loved being in London this time. Like, I, I hated it, kind of. And I was living, I was like, oh, good riddance. And I actually did pray to the Lord. I don't have to be there more than five days at a time. But um, it was just beautiful. Like, it was beautiful to just kind of be in that overcast weather. And it's always great to get out of the city as well. So I enjoyed myself. How, I love London. Good. How was your weekend, friend? It was good. I mean, I basically worked all weekend. We're finishing up uh, everything for Jamaica, the Jamaica style, right? The Kingston, (laughs) which is next week, next week, Sunday. So I'm excited. To ha- we actually head over to Jamaica on Wednesday of next week. So I'm excited to get that going. Those of you who still haven't grabbed your tickets, it's on SupernaturalPopUp.com. But yeah, that was pretty much it. I literally worked and slept. And binge watched a little on Netflix. Yeah, you know that Neo Tan about to pop back even more than it I is. No, right? it's gonna be the uh, the rejuvenation. <sighs> oh, summer seven. Look, I hope you get you a tan before we go out to London ourselves, because we all will be out in London in August. Yeah. And I heard the VIP. I saw that shout out. They got shout out London, right? Yeah, the shout festival. out network. They tweeted that the VIP is sold out. Yep. Which is pretty awesome. Thank you guys for buying those tickets. So what's the website to the tickets? Do any of you guys know? Yeah, it's uh, solivefestival.com. So solivefestival.com. Yay, can't wait to see you guys. London. Shout out London. And I'll be seeing some of y'all again. And if you got the green, green, bring it for me if you know what I mean. mean. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ready to jump in? That's right. All right. So on last week's episode, we discussed Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And a lot of the psych students were like, that made me so happy. A lot of the, the psych students were really excited that we were basically discussing their curriculum. Um, a lot of alumni were like, ooh, taking me back to school days. And then even a lot of people in the workforce were saying that they had been using Maslow's hierarchy in their management. So I thought in their management meetings. So I thought it was cool how across the board everybody knew what this was about. So as always, you guys had tons of things to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? I'm going to kick it to the listener and from the email, Jade. Hi, friend Dustin and Asante. I had to pause the episode to write this email to you because Like Fran, I'm really interested in psychology, so I'm definitely familiar with Maslow. My thought is that this theory assumes a separation of stages and a linear progression, neither of which are required to grow as a person. I think there are different areas of development, but I think I can confidently say that most people don't become physiologically satisfied and then financially successful before they decide to make friends or engage in creative or spiritual pursuits. It just doesn't work that way. I think we 
are our whole people and so fully neglecting the higher areas of ourselves to focus on deficiency needs or vice versa is unrealistic. Our lives don't happen in segments. They happen in a flow where one area thrives and another falls behind or develops new needs in a continuous evolution. We are continuous works in progress. Just my two cents. Jay. Nice. I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting. I like that. She that. took me back to school. Okay. Right. She should have called it a nickel. Why are you playing yourself talking about just my two cents? <laughs> okay. She be like, just okay. my nickel. Just my two cents. Okay. Look, just to know how much it's worth that she gave you more than that, okay? Right. What about you, friend? What'd you find no over deal. there? I feel like she called us cheap. <laughs> Dustin, I actually had two. <laughs> no. I had two. I'm I'm the Dustin of the show today. I had all right. two. All right, all right, all right. I was watching um Kevin Hart. <laughs> anyway, so on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter, Frankenfurter, Footer, Frankenfurter PhD said. Uh, Certain philosophical disciplines like social and psych developed as a study of Western capitalist white folks. Uh, So it doesn't surprise me that Maslow would order the hierarchy this way specifically because it maintains the socioeconomic hierarchy. Anyone who deviates is the problem, i.e. poor people, people Mm. of color, and confirms that even if we're flourishing based on different standards, we're still deviants. So I thought that was interesting because they and you know what? A lot of people actually hit me saying something similar that they felt that Maslow only studied the one percent, which at the time was just white men mm. <laughs> and basically based it on the money they were making, you know, their socioeconomic mobility and power and sort of cut out anyone who didn't fit that mold. So like. Frankenfurter PhD said it was just another way to make the rest of us who are marginalized and sort of outside the lines feel like we'll never achieve those hierarchies. You ain't gonna be shit. Especially when culture and class and just the different um, backgrounds we have weren't included. So I thought that was interesting. And then lastly, on SoundCloud, Ramble Ramble said, success is subjective. I don't think it's fair to think someone isn't a go-getter or the like if they do not have the same drive as another at the same point in their life. If someone is comfortable doing with a certain level of success, why does that mean that they're not motivated? People are individuals born in various circumstances, exposed to their own situations, who respond, if ever, to intrinsic and extrinsic motivators differently. Mm. And that was based on, remember when we were saying, why is it that some people are super motivated to ascend, whether you believe in Maslow's hierarchy of needs or not, but some people are so motivated to cover the physiological needs, but also the more uh, emotional and spiritual and I guess the higher level needs on his pyramid. And then there's some people that are kind of cool with just covering the basics and just taking each day as it comes. So that I think that's obviously based on that part of our conversation. But I will say my only concern is people's motivations are so affected by their circumstances and their neighborhoods and the people mm. they're around and who they grew up watching. So I guess my bigger question would be how much of that is nature versus nurture, which is like the whole other conversation of how your environment affects you and whether you're a product of that. Or if you just intrinsically really just are happy covering the basics. Mm. I just, I think that'd be a hard thing to measure. 
But I do, I do think to be <laughs> an interesting episode. What about you, Dustin? All right, all right, all right. Out here in these streets. In these streets. Oh, in these streets. Jennifer Holiday. <laughs> she's always eating the goddamn microphone and she do like she always making that and you know what too. she got that shit Aretha got on her spirit that evil oh, ass haughtier you know what I'm saying haughtier than thou holier than thou shit she always want other singers to kiss her ladies ass ladies and gentlemen she Aretha does too Franklin. oh my god yes and everybody <laughs> always is so respectful because she bodied she Effie here. like Aretha isn't here literally and figuratively but like Jennifer Holiday needs to she needs to be knocked down a peg she getting above her raisin <laughs> <laughs> anyway well her raisins in the sun back to, <laughs> and now it's wrinkled she another one looked like they took a lemon wedge kosher oh saw and the dirt devil to her butthole and just sucked oh the life God. out of her that's what she looks what a <laughs> she looked like somebody hung, she looked like somebody hung her you know how you dry flowers out she looked like somebody hung her up by the ankles upside down and just made sure she had food and water and shit and just dried her ass out that's what she looks like now and got an attitude got the nerve to be mean to people I'll never forget she was singing on stage with Jennifer Hudson and Jennifer Hudson was being so respectful at the BET Awards and this was big Jennifer okay oh. being <laughs> so nice and respectful like her star was really rising and Jennifer <laughs> Holiday was purposely singing over her which she couldn't help but do because her voice is so overbearing <laughs> At this point, it's not even good no more. It's she just was loud singing over Jay Hud. Jesus, I mean, like big presiding. You hear me? Yeah, the people in the audience have been blown out. I'm My God. So anyway, um, I just want to give a wow. shout out to all things real, true, and authentic. Uh, and I just want to highlight why Jared Kushner's uh, security clearance should be suspended. <laughs> I just want to make note that he submitted a security clearance form that was false. Those security forms are known as SF86 forms. There are very, very detailed questions and very specific things on that form. One of the main reasons to have that form is for U.S. intelligence officials to figure out if you had contacts with foreign nationals or foreign agents. And Jared Kushner intentionally omitted his multiple neat meetings with the Russians and he knew that that was a big issue and the fact that it's not on his SF-86 security clearance form submission shows that he was trying to purposely mislead U.S. intelligence officials and that's why his security clearance needs to be suspended and he should be investigated and prosecuted. That's it's some shit. It's some shit in the water. Yep. This is just it's all it's shit all over the place. But they've been doing like real deal illegal shit. And it's cute and funny. And Kellyanne Conway said that Jared uh Kushner trying to establish those back channel communication lines with Russia was just good business. Normal business. She said that today with her eyes looking like a slot machine. <laughs> so yeah, that happened today. Moving forward, I just had to get that out there because people need to know. You yes. know what I'm saying? I need to know Absolutely. what's going on. I hope y'all niggas is paying attention because there's a lot of shit going on right now. Back to these Twitter streets. I want to give a shout out to actually Men's Health Magazine who tweeted a link today for the 14 best no-show socks for men. And there's some what? great that options on so there. Random. I'm wearing some right now as a guy. This is like Our this is like so finding you. a new bra for women that fits <laughs> that works with certain outfits that you need a certain kind for. Right. This is like ours. And so like it, in a way, it's right? It's, it is. It's something that you need to have. That is so cute, shout out to, to Men's Health Magazine. Look for the tweet. <laughs> It'll be on my timeline. I'm going to retweet it. 
Um, I also want to give a shout out to the 108th graders who refused to pose with Paul Ryan during a DC trip and were quoted. These are eighth graders, right? Who were quoted as saying, I don't want to be associated with him. Eighth graders, yo. Out of the mouths of babes. If these babies get it and your dumb ass is still left behind like Samaya Reese. Now, let's drag Samaya Reese one time. Who's that? Um, Exactly. A bride. Exactly. So apparently there was a a photo of Melania (laughs) Trump wearing a $51,000 Dolce & Gabbana coat to a luncheon when she was working in the capacity of first lady. Or whatever. And she wore it over there. And I don't know where the bitch was. She was not. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. Dr. <laughs> Heavenly, I'm trying to stop too. Dr. Heavenly. But they. Imagine um, she listens. It's okay, bro. Right. I know you working. But they, um, anyway, so she wore this $51,000 coat at a luncheon recently. And everybody went up in an uproar because think about it, what that represents, right? Her doing that at a time when people are in such, you know, economic despair, need the help. And they're cutting everybody's shit. All these billions and billions of dollars from funding for important things they're cutting. And she's cutting her kale salad with a $51,000 jacket on. One of the web, one of she's the, only going to wear one. Once. One of the, um, and she don't even know how to say Gabbana anyway. She probably calls it Dolce and Gabby. <laughs> but um, Yo, one of the um, one of the websites, was it Baller Alert? Something like that. They posted it on Instagram <laughs> today. And Samaya Reese dumbass going to put in the comments, because they did a side-by-side of the coat and then the coat being um, worn on the runway. Mm-hmm. Samaya Reese going to comment, um, oh, but she killed the, that look the way she put it together. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? And what is that helping? Don't nobody give a damn what Melania Trump got on. Especially you of all people who should have far better things to concentrate on. You done lost weight. They always say it. They lose this weight on the outside. Different on outside. Same on inside. Mm. Everything that NeNe Leake said to Star Jones applied to Samaya Reese for leaving that comment out there and supporting the Trumps. In a way, dummy, we don't need to know that. Nobody needs to say how nice she looks. If you got something to say and people know who you are, make sure you're saying something that people need to hear like it don't make sense for her to have that expensive coat on going to eat when everybody's broke, including you, Samaya. (laughs) Including her. My question is, what is a jacket made of? I mean, you said $51,000, and I'm thinking about... (laughs) $51,000? Somebody's salary in one of the plants that closed in the Midwest. Yeah, that's what it's made out of. Anyway, moving left that's and right along, um, I want to <laughs> give a shout out to at I'm the PG. Um, she says her name is Ashley, who tweeted oh a hilarious God, gif <laughs> with the um, with the lyrics "Use your heart and not your eyes," and it who really looks that? like this little girl Ooh. is singing Ooh. the SWB song. Use your heart and not your eyes. All these tweets will be retweeted on my timeline from last night. Last tweet, I want to give a shout out to at Trash Quavo and at Rodriguez, the God, T-H-A-G-O-D, who tweeted, Trash Quavo tweeted, would y'all rock these? And it's obviously these two slices of meat, (laughs) but they literally look like running shoes. And so he said, would y'all rock these? And I want to give a shout out to at Rodriguez, the God, that's the with an A, who said, probably to a business meeting M-E-A-T-I-N-G yes. <laughs> hilarious good natured humor to lighten the mood so much fun you know I like to laugh that's what it's all about go ahead friend <laughs> so let's jump into this week's show y'all one ready? last tweet I'm so sorry no, but go this ahead. one I have to mention squeeze it in shout out to um, <laughs> damn shout out to um, my boy Jared at Official Smith 
um, who's a really talented singer, by the way, singer-songwriter. So check him out on all social platforms. But he's also fucking hilarious, so follow him on Twitter. He was in uh, D.C. for one of the weekend festivities, and he tweeted, Weekend Mood, and it's a picture from back in the day of Todd, oh. Candy, and Portia on Better Terms oh back God. in the day when they was cool. Oh, damn. And if you just look at the picture, <laughs> and you think about all the things that have happened. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that this idiot going to say weekend mood and he's on his way to go party all weekend long. Right. Sorry, that was funny. You know, you know, Portia just dropped her podcast last week. Oh shit! Shout out to Portia's podcast. <laughs> oh, and one of the parts her sister keep or her and her sister they keep saying that um eat your pussy till you come part or some shit oh, like her that. Her new tagline for season ten. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, I'm gonna like, eat like, like she was like her sister was like so when she said she's like I don't even talk like that. Like you did that night. You spoke up. <laughs> Well, okay. well, well, well. Okay. Uh-uh, don't use that tagline. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I, thought the, I thought the episode was almost over. Uh, the, uh, the hot topic, let's get to it. So, okay, so I have a question for you. What was the last show and when that, made me cry. that you binged, oh. binge-watched? <laughs> the I'm, fact that y'all pretending to think the no, time. No, I was going to say chewing gum, but I feel like that was so short. Do porn that count? I binge. Is <laughs> a do porn count? The porn don't count. Okay. Well, um, the last show that I binge watched was actually I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched a lot of um, what's the show? Broad City. Oh, Broad City. Yeah. Oh, oh that's on Hulu, right? Well, I don't know I'm what Comedy Central the actual channel. <laughs> Somebody had. A I look. I'm the same. I, I was watching <laughs> the it. fact me and you were like, no, the Roku. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I only knew that it was Comedy Central because of that damn song. It's like, I was weird. nervous but watching it that, on that fire stick, but I, it was so funny. I couldn't, was, help, I couldn't stand I up for what was right season. at the moment. You thought the fans was going to run? That's what I was watching. <laughs> when he said that dog looked like Judith Light. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw when you tweeted about that. <laughs> and was and serious. so Yo, funny. Hannibal was right in his he lane so there. so funny. Oh, my God, that show is hilarious. <laughs> but that's what it was What about me. you? Uh, chewing gum. Chewing gum? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, why do I ask? Oh, but what was the last show I binge watched? Yeah. The OA. No, you no. know what? There's a show Green called... Leaf. Amen. No, I actually have to catch up. Is it over? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I didn't even realize. You're going to... The Handmaid's friend. Tales, yes. I think it's called. Uh, it's on... I don't know what channel, but... It, no, it's a, it's Hulu, a Hulu original. That is bananas. With Samira Wiley. I've been meaning to watch that. Have you watched? mm I've seen the promos for it. It looks good. It looks great. It's a dystopian... Uh, it's based on a book, actually, where it's like this totalitarian theocracy, meaning that basically religious people knock the government out the park That's and take over. That's what they wear in that red? They got um, them, yeah. red thing? Yeah. yeah. So they take over, and basically women our rights are like taken away and I mean I don't want to ruin it for people watching but it is incredible I'm like fascinated by the creator of it I'm like how do people come up with this stuff but it's mm -hmm. really yeah and then Samira Wiley's in it and she does a great job so that's I a like cool her. one that was what I binge watched even though it's still uh, I think it's a couple more so episodes so you ain't caught up on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I, I only watched lemonade. that for um 
No, yeah, I just that. I only watch it for him. I only, literally I like only watch really for want him to have a spinoff. <laughs> right? If it was no just, shade, if it right. was just Titus show, and you know what? But how does he not have his own show by now? He got to be coming. He, he has his own show. So... It's called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Titus' show. Yo, he is so damn. When I tell funny. you, season one, I fell in love when he was uh, waving off to get that bus, <laughs> <laughs> and then like everybody was being nice to him when he waved oh, his yeah. hand. And then, because uh, he was a werewolf, he's like, <laughs> yes. as a black man, I can't catch a cab. When he was a werewolf trying to catch yes. a cab, the damn uh, woman was like, can you hold my baby? The cop was like, do you need directions? But niggas, pss, I love him. Sidebar, one thing mm-hmm. about Samira Wiley. I saw a movie over the weekend that she was in where she played like this computer hacker. And they were playing like this internet game. It was the craziest shit I had ever oh, seen. Like this internet game. You guys, that's exactly why I'm bringing it up because I can't remember the name, but I know somebody oh, out there will. She brought. She, she's it. playing like this this computer whiz. These guys, these these kids get hooked on this internet game. It becomes super real, and they're living this game. And each one is trying to complete these dares. And she plays one of the computer whizzes. She's so versatile as an actor. That's so dope. She plays so much different shit. Especially because she's on the hand. Nerve. Yeah, it was so good. It's called Nerve. Yes, and it got on my last one. That's why they only <laughs> called. That's why they didn't call it's it new? Nerves. It was uh, no. last year. A high school senior finds himself immersed in an online game of Truth or Dare. It's good. Where her every move starts to where become manipulated. Where did you watch it? By um, anonymous on demand. Of oh. Shout out to Time Warner's expensive broke back cable ass. <laughs> that's what they. That's what Time Warner broke should be called. Broke. They break ass. your back every month. <laughs> but that movie was good. Go ahead, friend. So I'm this sorry. is so this is why I asked you guys. I saw um on my feed on Twitter this article pop up written by Julian Kimball, and he's a writer for Fader. And um, he's a young black dude, and he wrote how I tried to escape reality. To stave off depression and anxiety, I began binge-watching TV, but I could only elude the pressures of the real world for so long. That that was the title. Um, So the first line is, I'm fine is the biggest lie I've ever told. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So you guys just have to read it. Like I said, it's on the fader. You can just look it up. Julian No, read it to us now. Right, the whole... Three-hour episode of The Friend Zone. Right, but what I loved about um, the article is that he brought up this whole new binge-watching culture that I think everyone is a part of. I don't really know who's not binge-watching shows, unless you just don't fuck with the computer, and that's a whole different thing. But And I was trying to remember... Was binge watching started with Orange is the New Black? Was that like the first show that kind of introduced yeah, that? to the masses? People who that was the show. What happened was the show became so popular that a lot of people got Netflix and got into streaming television shows like that because of that. And it became that's what got the ball rolling. Yeah, it definitely was. But was but here's my question. Well, it was definitely Netflix. I don't <laughs> remember binge watching anything ever. But I um did Orange is the New Black introduce the binge watch like here are all the episodes of the season and I wonder if it's them or yeah. was it Netflix that started it with Orange is the New Black I think it was Netflix that started it with Orange is the New Black if I'm not mistaken like as a test right wasn't Orange is the New Black their first um, original series right ah yeah interesting mm-hmm. I yeah. remember that okay so that makes sense because I was like who started was it the show that was like we want to put out you know, like our content this way, where people just we're Beyonce too. <laughs> Remember she put all that. Because then, out. yeah, because then after that, it's been. I mean, 
you binge watch everything. So mm-hmm. basically what Julian was analyzing was the fact that he his article was showing the correlation between how many hours he binge watches and how much worse his depression and anxiety feels. Well, what is he watching? <laughs> and that's the thing he was saying. He was like, it's not even that he's watching terrible things. He said, he said, for example, I searched for happiness through fiction, watching shows like Martin and yeah. X-Men, yeah. the animated series. <laughs> he said... <laughs> we'll come back. No, I was just about to say, I'll, I'll be yeah, binge like, watching anime like It's shit, escapism. Like, you know, it's a way for you to be like, okay, I don't feel good in this side of my life, so let me kind of either escape into laughing or escape into other people's lives, which is, I think, what reality TV kind of, <clears throat> like, fulfills for most of us. You can kind of, like... Almost laugh at other people's misery. I would look and whenever, forget your own for a couple every hours. Monday night at whenever eight. I have been mad at somebody, I would go back and binge watch like a season of like Housewives Who Married to Medicine or something. I'd be like, this nigga ain't gonna call me back. I don't give a shit. And I would just start the season. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you said that because now I want to ask y'all Damn. with the way Julian presented this article i'm curious do you see that a correlation between your stress levels and how much you binge watch a series or when, movies when you initially asked this question i was like i don't know like i just be getting high watching shit what's now this have to like, do with anything ah. but when you say cartoons like x-men specifically i would i started binge watching An naruto yeah look, i remember look, I, when it was cold outside and i was like all right you know seasonal defective disorder is about to hit let me just curl up at home and watch some tv so I would just binge watch anime or revisit old seasons of shit. And that would like be part of my my routine. I would have my regular stuff or the substitute, the regular stuff that I wasn't feeling like doing at the time with binge watching things. So it was just kind of like an escape. Like it could have been me watching a bunch of Naruto or going back and watching Housewives of New York. Just trying to see, like, let me see what these white women doing this week. Cause, or just trying to wait till something ends. Like now I think I'm going to go back and try to watch um, Scandal after they've had their final season. And I think some of it correlates to the season's ending. Like, it's kind of depressing. Like, you've lost your your characters and stuff. Like, when your you binge watch a whole series and it's over, you don't have that story as part of your thing no more. So you have to kind of go back to living whatever you were escaping from your before anyway. Life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I mean, that's actually how he ends the article. He says... Um, Yes, the world issues... Wait, hold on. He says, after all, life still continues at the end of every season. And the beat goes on. <laughs> right. What about you, Dustin? Have you seen a correlation between when you binge? No, I think... No. I think that when no, people no, aren't doing no, well, no, 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 they usually no. have time on their hands. And so what better to do than binge watch something? I think that's the correlation. Like, I'm depressed... Because I have time on my hands or I can't find a job or something like that. But the internet is on, so let me just watch, you know, binge watch something. I don't think that, let's be clear, you're binge watching something that was created to entertain. Right. You know what I'm saying? Something that was created to to make you find a sense of enjoyment some way from consuming this. So I don't think that the concept of binge watching something, um, you know, evokes depression or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think that a lot of times when shit isn't going right and you have a lot of time on your hands, you just binge watch <laughs> stuff. Like Asante just said, 
you know, the season's changing. That's a trigger for him. So he chooses to stay in the crib and binge watch something. So at that time, if someone had sent you the survey, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And you had to be truthfully honest, you would have just said, no, I'm actually not doing good while I'm binge watching this shit. But it wasn't because you were binge watching. It was because... You was been watching because you weren't doing okay. Okay. Right. And that and he also (laughs) says binge watching on its surface isn't Mm -hmm. unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It does, however, become harmful when it treads towards complete evasion. When you're basically ignoring everything that's happening in your real life. And he says you submerge yourself in these plot twists and the details of other people's realities as a way to elude your own. So it's and he said it's fleeting. That's the thing. It's a fleeting high. Like you said, Absolutely. once it ends, then you're like, I need another <laughs> right. show. It's like, oh, there ain't no what episodes else? left. This is some bull swing. Man, right. I'm telling you, he this is lipstick on a pig. He dressing <laughs> all this shit up. That ain't none of that. That's called paying attention. <laughs> That's what that is. Of course, you immersed yourself and you're feeling it. You're paying attention. And then you know how it's Netflix, good. Netflix <laughs> sends out that prompt, like, are you there? <laughs> Are you still Are there? you still watching? To remind you that you've and, been uh, on this shit for look, a while. I, look, and the nerve of me to go through Netflix's settings and try to figure out how to turn that shit off. <laughs> no, it's like, I'm watching Netflix. Don't judge me. Y'all got to pay Damn. attention to what's going on. That's somebody petty that made that for the people that's cheating. The people that's doing Netflix and chilling oh and cheating. God. That's your reminder <laughs> to check your phone. Look at the time. Where are you supposed to be? That's your, that's mm. your reminder. God, I'm telling well, you. Well, I need but to turn his, that off. His article got me wondering, like, you know, because binge watching, I think Orange is the New Black came out, what, two years ago, if I'm correct? Yeah, the first season? Two or three years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I'm assuming that's sort of the, the time frame for us to even be measured, like, of the long-term effects. Right. So, obviously... His article got me looking up different studies to see if I could find anything. I knew there weren't going to be any studies that have have conclusions at this point. It might not be enough time. But I did find tons of studies on the American Public Health Association. They had like a meeting in Chicago, actually like a year or two back. And they identified maybe four to 500 people and kind of just tested them out as their test group. And they did find that the people who were binge watching the most, who were kind of counting the, who were logging in the most hours, did have a higher um, inclination for depression and anxiety. Mm. And they were more prone to it, excuse me. So they did see a correlation. But the question was, in the study that I found in the University of Toledo, that was one that kind of stood out to me. They were saying, Is it because, kind of like Dustin was asking, when you're depressed and anxious, you are going to go more towards escapism. So you're more likely and more inclined to binge watch a show than a person who is, you know, in a different headspace, different state of mind, kind of like running around doing all these different things. Or is the binge watching itself, once it kind of like pulls you in, does that create an environment of depression and anxiety this guy is a writer (laughs) no this is a study oh this is the study yeah this is a study that i found at it from the university of toledo that was actually presented at the american public health association so it was like a big before all that did they have like dreams of being a screenwriter and and work (laughs) out 
And so now they like, fuck so TV. That shit will kill you. And watching all of it at once will fuck you up even worse. Is so that what's going that, on? You think they're biased? Yeah. Because like, of dreams make, deferred? Yeah. These people making all this money now off streaming. These people getting jobs and shit on these shows. Taking off. You know, and now here they come. I mean, look, the research (laughs) that they obviously, like they said, they haven't come to a conclusion, but they are following with the test group. And they're saying the link between binge watching hours of television and higher levels of anxiety, depression and stress and stress. There's an absolute link. And they're saying that there's it's a correlation. I will say this. I have been doing a lot better in a lot of areas of my life uh, over the past few months that I have for a very long time. I've also been, have not really been binge watching a whole lot. <laughs> so I will just say that. <laughs> like me even thinking that chewing gum, I had to think about that. But chewing gum was like really only 30 minutes an episode. And it was like six episodes. So that wasn't on a scale of like when I would watch an Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is like 12 episodes a season or House of Cards. And those episodes are each or an like hour an hour, each. Yeah, yeah, right. Because, you know, people it's would like finish those in like... 13 episodes. People would have write-ups on that the full next day. It's like, it just came up. How did you do that? It's like, well, <laughs> You know watch. what else, though? Now that I'm thinking about this, I'm really thinking about this, right? Sometimes when you do binge watch stuff, you kind of get lost in your thoughts sometimes. You see something on the show that triggers your thoughts about something else or, or something you identify with or remember, and it might bring up some really bad or harsh memories. Because, again, you could be binge-watching anything. A drama, documentaries, whatever. So maybe these people were triggered. I mean, when you binge-watch something, naturally your mind will drift over the course of, what, 18 hours plus bathroom breaks, phone calls, work, all that kind of shit. (laughs) So, like, naturally your mind will drift. But I think that that may contribute to this because I just can't see how binge watching stuff is depressing like it just it's not that it's depressing yeah i'm i'm trying to when i was reading it i was trying to process it because a lot of people in the comments and just the conversation that julian started was i thought it was interesting because a lot of people agreed with dustin um what i will say though is i don't think the binge watching itself is the problem it's similar to this other study i saw that came out this week that said or last week that was saying that children that spend more time on their iPads, um, they have more developmental delays. Now, from my understanding, obviously this is my opinion, I don't think you can blame the iPad <laughs> or that it's something happening between the kid and the iPad. I mean, I'm sure scientifically there is something, but it's just that the more time the kid is on the iPad, the less time you're speaking to the kid. Yes. Right. The less time you are stimulating him with conversation and, you know, a lot of the things that kids watch is just like cartoons. And don't get me wrong, you learn a lot with those cartoons like Yo Gabba Gabba. And when I see my godson, he's learning. He's learning words. He's doing yoga, you know, so it's not all bad. But it's if you have your kids just like playing mindless games all day. You know, I think I guess you have to be mindful but I, like I was saying, that kind of correlates back in my mind to binge watching. It's not the binge watching itself. It's not the computer. It's not the iPad. It's what is not happening right. because this is happening. Absolutely. And so if you are, even if you are already depressed and this is a form of escapism, it's a moment that you're not being present to deal with whatever is bothering you. So you're just kind of like putting it off. And then the more you put it off, the worst is going to get. Even if it doesn't get worse, it's not getting better. So this is another 
two, three weeks, month, year, years passing of you still in- internalizing these problems you have and just finding the next season of chewing gum or unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt right. to kind of keep you uh, in this other life that has nothing to do with yours. So I think that I can understand the correlation with that. You know what I mean? It's obviously it's not the shows. It's not Titus. Right. It's not, <laughs> like, it ain't Naruto shit. Yeah, you can't blame any of that. <laughs> but, you know, to me, I think that's that to me is the biggest link between yes. the two. Now, does binge watching create depression? I don't know if I would say it creates it. I will say it might kind of maybe take you out of your schedule. Because that's happened to me where I've had shit to do or shit I wanted to do. And then I get so wrapped up in like a documentary like The Keepers, which I started watching. Yeah. And I noticed that I'm not. If I'm wrapped up in these stories, like he was saying in the article, like, you know, you get so like woven into these tales and lives, you almost like have to like fight yourself. You're like, okay, one more episode. <laughs> and then right. before you know it, it's two more and three more. And then you don't Hours get later, done. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, you don't get done what you needed to get done. So I can see how it's just a straight up distraction more than anything. And if you're a procrastinator, which I have very easily can fall into procrastination just my personality because I'm so laid back I'm like oh just gonna sit on the couch for <laughs> five days <laughs> me too girl. yeah so that doesn't help me it doesn't it doesn't help me uh, create a better schedule and, and manage my time so I think you know it doesn't help that's probably the biggest link I could see okay so now Plot twist. Plot twist. What about the apps that we've um, used or encouraged other people to use too? Where it's like the the meditation. What mm-hmm. are they called? Um, insight timer. And, All that. Yeah. Is it the same effect as binge watching? If I'm sitting here for hours, list guided meditations, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm listening to that over and over again, I wonder if it's the same thing. Let's do a let's do a motherfucking study. <laughs> And let's figure it Our out. Own study. <laughs> let's figure the it out. The University of the Friend Zone. Yep. Um, I would say no mm-hmm. because when you're listening to a guided meditation, they are encouraging you to tap in and be mindful. So you're in a conscious state. You're you're, you're aware. Yeah. yeah, you're aware of what's kind of floating around in your mind, and usually they prompt you to think about those things that are floating in your minds and how to breathe through it. And it's a way to kind of be present. Whereas a binge watch, you're binge watching a show. You're not present. You're in, right. in a mindless, unconscious state of you're a zombie. You're wherever you're not they think, are on the screen. You're wherever uh, Underwood, Frank Underwood is right. in that scene, totally wrapped in what's going on in his mind. And not what's going on in yours. Right. So porn would be like the intersection of the two. <laughs> right? I mean, listen, porn is like you're stimulus, completely so stimulated and it keeps you're you in present. the person's mind on the screen <laughs> and completely where they are and what's going on with them. <laughs> it's the perfect intersection of the two. I mean, I have my feelings with porn, but what I will say oh, yeah. it has to be <laughs> No, not that. <laughs> that is yeah, not what I we know. <laughs> we know, Frank. <laughs> That is not so, what I, so that so so <laughs> <laughs> you didn't your tongue. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I have my thoughts on porn. <laughs> There's really no way to phrase this. Sentence. But I will say it's a form of stimulus. Mm-hmm. And stimulus is what keeps you present. And you have a choice with stimulus. Either you wait for... <laughs> you have a few choices. Either you wait one. for a stimulus in the form of pain, where depression will... T- no, Dustin. No. Yeah, look, <laughs> that's called edging, friend. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh no, baby! What is you doing? <laughs> this is the worst scientific study of all time. <laughs> I'm so sorry, friend. Go ahead and get it out. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and get it out. <laughs> no, it's a way to be present, and you have a choice: either be present by your depression getting so bad that pain snatches you back into reality, or you create daily ways to be present. Your choice. And then escapism is in the middle. Yeah. That's literally it. That's literally it. It's your choice. So something like Insight Timer and those apps that we've suggested, even taking baths, which actually, I won't go into that now because that's what my wellness segment is going to be. I want to discuss the difference between escapism and self-care because I think people uh, confuse the two a lot online. They'll be like, I'm binge watching... Uh, House of Cards season five, and then it's like hashtag self care. I'm like, that's no. not, <laughs> that's not self care. Um, but anyways, so what do you guys think though? Do you guys think that I think him sharing this though was really interesting because I think we're all binge watching, so it was a like a universal topic. But do you think it's that deep? Yep, I think that there's. I think he. I'll put it like this in layman's terms. He's on to something. Right. Okay? Because there is something going on. And binge watching doesn't just have to be TV. I binge watch YouTube. I mean, yeah. I watch YouTube while I do everything. Shaving my head, cleaning up my Really? Body. What do you watch? Like, all kinds of stuff. Um, show <laughs> reviews. I watch, like, you know, I'm a roller coaster and theme park junkie. So I've watched, like, prime example. <clears throat> I'm at work. Today, <laughs> Cedar Point Shores is a water park that just opened up at Cedar Point, which mm-hmm. is like the Karen Huger of of amusement parks. Ooh. If the amusement parks were on the Real Housewives of Potomac, but anyway, it's the grand dame <laughs> of amusement parks, and no. they just opened a new water park <laughs> called, called no. Cedar Point Shores. And today, I was literally watching people, <laughs> random people. Videos with 13 views that like people posting have, their experience that have on, literally just really cut the camera on and walked through the new water park because it felt like I was there and I was Dustin able to really so get funny. to you dig really deep love and see amusement it. Parks. Yeah, so I binge watch that kind of shit. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. But I need to stop because I do <laughs> stop thinking about what I'm watching and start thinking about everything that bothers me. I start hearing that music that's playing before um, Sorry comes on on the Lemonade movie. You know, that, that chime, that ding, 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 ding. I start hearing that and thinking about, I wonder if I'm supposed to be around here. I like, so it, it, I believe that he's on to something. Right. And he also mentioned um, the news cycle that's happening right now with our administration and how it can make you, it, it's making all of us look for escapism even more because it's too much. We're literally being assaulted mentally, emotionally spiritually like all day long i'm not even gonna say his name because it's triggering but Mm -hmm. all day long it's something new it's something scary it's something overwhelming and the fact that i think we only know 10 percent of what's actually happening is even scarier so he was bringing that up too he was saying um 
the stranglehold over the news cycle on this continuous loop of torture porn, which I thought was a good way to explain it. Um, it can be a struggle to disengage completely. Oh and then he also mentioned just being a black man, you know, on a daily basis, a period. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that so he just... He was binge watching and Living Color. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did say Martin. And Living Single and shit, yeah. <laughs> but he was saying, you know, even that... And Living Color, um, The feelings of despair and, and what I liked was he said... Um, when straining to be conscious of everything purees the psyche, sometimes the best way to manage constant unease is by keeping a distance. Wow. Mm. And that's where he's like, it's so easy to just get sucked into this binge watching culture. So he's a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, too, you know, it also does depend, I think, on what you're watching. Because I watch a lot of amazing documentaries, too, on Netflix. I've learned a lot on Netflix. Like... Everything ranging from like those Nat Geo specials about that, you know, like yeah, animals. You different, friend. <laughs> I mean, nothing against you or anything, but you know, the, the most of us are binge watching like Twenty Four and I mean, Peaky Blinders and all that. Like, well, I don't watch Peaky Blinders. I'm just naming some damn what shows. You see. But I did watch Twenty Four. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just like when you have those types of shows that you watch, and none of those are, can even be bad. It's like this entertainment. Sometimes by episode like two or three. You're like an autopilot. Like, you just know totally. that you're part of the story. But when you're watching documentaries and stuff like that, I feel like there's something of different nutritional value every time you watch. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like a, in entertainment and you're watching shows for storylines and things like that, looking for those sorts of things. You might just be getting sucked into what you don't realize is you losing time to be working on yourself. And that's why when you're binge watching stuff, you're literally just setting yourself up to lose yourself. Right. That, like, you're immersing yourself. But then you come out of it and you've missed, you know, everything in the what's going on in the real world. You've missed so the whole missed, weekend. So explain them things on the treadmill where you can watch all them shows. Because that's how, how I started watching Love and Hip Hop New York, full disclosure. So how long are you going to be on the treadmill, though? You're not going to be on for every episode. I'm trying to get right. Summer 17. If you're going to make it that long, then that's actually helping you out because you're not watching. Because I'm doing something. Because you're motivated to watch. Like. You have to do something to your body to get it going, unless you're just you know watching what? it. The funny part is that that's actually what my wellness segment is. Oh, I'm, today. I'm just going to show up. <laughs> Look, and, and it no, started. It totally but, is. But you I know was going to say, let's do a swap, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? You're about to give us, mm-hmm. like, this is how I came into ninja training. Like, I was like, all right, you know what? Naruto's actually a good ass show. I would watch, like, you know, 20 fucking episodes at a time. And then I was realizing you're not retaining a lot of every episode. So, you know. You can go to the gym, get high, da, 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 get these things together. You can watch you a couple episodes in Naruto. And I was breaking it all up since I had it all together. Like a treat. Right. Yeah. Because I knew it was going to come to an end and I want to stretch it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, to me, I think it's all moderation, too. I, I personally don't think escapism or binge watching is necessarily bad. I do think it's bad if it's stopping you from getting shit done, you know, and that goes for anything, even a relationship friendships, partying, it's not just binge watching, right? Uh, Any kind of distraction that kind of like um, deviates you from your plan. So T.I. was right. What did he say? No, T.I. was not right. (laughs) He said Tiny was a distraction to to him being successful, basically, (laughs) on the Angie Martinez show. Everybody went the fuck off. Like, nigga, she went to jail. She took a charge for you. And you talking about she was a distraction? (laughs) So on the show, he had bought her a car or whatever, like saying, I'm sorry, but I still don't want you. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) T.I. But, I mean, check out the article. 
Um, of course, we'd love to know what you guys think. Are you a binger? Do you do what it you in been, moderation? What you been binge watching? Yeah, let us know too so we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I asked on Twitter too. I was like, what was the last thing that you watched that like, you know, it was amazing. And it had like 300 responses, three or 400 responses. Not in people. I can't ask that kind of question on Twitter. Why? You know what my 300 responses would be like? What? A bunch of if kids If I asked them me. what kind of stuff they just watched that they enjoy. <laughs> come on now. Hold on, you can't cruise up But I um I definitely want you guys to check out the article and let's talk about it. I'm curious to see what you guys think. It's very interesting, very thought-provoking, and it's a great conversation to have and something that people should talk about yeah and self-reflect on too i definitely think you guys should look up the studies too there were tons of studies i'm definitely going to be following them just because i'm curious of what the um results are going to be the conclusions from all the studies and people's brain scans and what chemicals are like shifting in people's brain health just i mean that's the thing we're yeah. getting stimulated in so many ways now in this digital age, and whether I it's good know or bad. Those, what they had going on too? I Before? need some data. Yeah. Like, oh, I you mean the, the, the scientists? They are the, the, not, well, them. T- oh, thank you, friend. <laughs> See, I was talking Justin about the people that tested. Oh, study. But friend, keep being my third eye. <laughs> <laughs> Check their ass too. Where y'all come from? <laughs> Do you think you can binge listen to music? You know yeah. what? I thought about that. I thought how often I use music as escapism because I do I definitely do there are times where if I don't feel well my reflex is to play a song it's like the dopamine which we've talked about right we've talked about the dopamine high and just how you need that quick fix of like a chemical to release to kind of calm you, you know? People obviously have different ways to find like, the calm. I feel like, you know, my grandparents taught us there. Like, you know, when you get the church man, like, be quiet and just reaching the purse something sweet to shut you up. It's like, <laughs> don't mean high. No. Maybe. You just play a little song and get you going I back. I can see how, how sugar, because it's see? emotional eating. Right. Yeah. I mean, the dice roll with that theory is whether or not your grandparents had good candy. <laughs> oh, you know what the candy was. Because, you know, most grandparents only got mints and shit. But you know well, I like them shit. church yeah. mints, the ones that melted in your mouth. Where are like the Reese's those? at? Oh, no. She where are the Fitz fun size Snickers? She kept them little strawberry candies. Oh, the Werther's is I be feeling like such a little old man when I eat and I always chew it because I can't wait. <laughs> they need like a Werther's restaurant or something. Right? Like I, I trust Werther's to like make good food or good you desserts. Are so funny. I don't know. <laughs> so desserts, hopefully yes. you found this conversation helpful in some way, and you know we're always prompting you to self reflect in some way. So with that being said, let's jump into this week's wellness segment. And I just cough, so you know it's about to be <laughs> on key. <laughs> Give it to him. Well, well. <laughs> so um <Congratulations>. actually <laughs> so i was looking up ways to because this is the thing we focus so much on the things that are distracting us from yeah. feeling better but we you see you very rarely hear conversations on ways to actually feel better you know what I mean? It's always like, this is why you don't feel good. But right. how do we fix it? So what's the, you know, how do, re, how do you rewire your brain so that you can stop binge watching if that is a problem and stop, you know, uh, <clears throat> weaving your life into the lives of reality stars because their life is worse and it kind of makes you feel better <laughs> about your life in some twisted, Team toxic Evelyn. way. Right. 
So I started looking up articles, of course, and I started reading up on neuroplasticity. Um, it's an um- what you can get plastic surgery. In your no, <laughs> <laughs> it's an umbrella term referring to the ability of your brain <laughs> to re. <laughs> so you can get Botox in the neurons. So Why are people dumb. doing that? I mean, I mean are you surprised? Like, I would not be surprised. I gotta take it too far. No, but um, neuroplasticity is an umbrella term referring to the ability of your brain to reorganize itself, both mm. physically and functionally, throughout your life, um, due to your environment, behavior, thinking, and emotions. So it's basically a way to change your brain. And there's so many studies on how to do that. Now, obviously, it it goes way deeper than that. There's so many layers. But when I was reading this article that I do want you guys to look up, and I even think we should do an episode on it, it's the 10 fundamental ways of rewiring your brain. And it oh, gives you, yeah, yeah it gives be- you 10 <laughs> steps. So definitely you should do an episode on that. Maybe that'll be next week's. But the first step, even just the first one, definitely was like, whoa, it kind of like, clicked in my brain immediately where it says change is mostly limited to those situations in which the brain is in the mood for it so it says if you are alert on the ball engaged motivated ready for action what happens is that the brain releases neurochemicals necessary to enable brain change but when you're disengaged inattentive, distracted, or doing something without thinking that requires no real effort, your neuroplastic switches are turned off. Mm. So I think that's the issue. Once you look at it from a scientific perspective, you're disengaged when you're binge watching. So the neuroplastic uh, switches that would necess- that could be helping you not feel this way are off. Yeah, they're off. They're disengaged or disa- they're disabled. They've been deactivated. So that scientifically, I think, is the biggest issue is that you're not creating an environment for yourself where change for this depression and anxiety could even be created. What were you going to say? I, I just think. I think this is a wonderful information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to work in an environment where the people who were employed there did the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. And a lot of them had done that for like 15, 20, 25 like years. Like factories. And, yeah. Um, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, that's what Well, no, was. I mean, my mom. Yeah, that's, that that's was That's what it was. Because yeah. I just don't want to offend anybody. No, but no, I, no. what I know for sure from being in that environment. Yeah. Um, and seeing these people work like that and seeing them not mature beyond certain things and just knowing that they have been doing these jobs for 30 years. And this makes perfect sense to me. Right. It's like they literally have pressed pause. Off. When it came to certain developmental things or certain changes in thought, all that shit. So I just, I know that, the, I know for a fact I've witnessed, you witnessed this. witnessed it, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. this article, and like we said, we'll do a whole episode on the 10 steps because that was just the first one. And I thought that one was pretty profound. It's simple, but it's something that you overlook. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, yeah, I'm not creating an environment for change. I'm creating an environment um, that's completely unconscious. And that's why nothing in my life feels different, you know. So something as simple as binge watching every couple of weekends to you, it might seem fun. um, But on a like a neurological level, these transmissions are not hitting the way that they should be. So it's just something to think about. We'll definitely 
dissect that further. But what <clears> I did, that's why I was like so interesting that you were saying about being on the treadmill watching the housewives mm-hmm. is because I think maybe we should do some kind of 30 day challenge just to see if our brains um, rewire in some way. And yeah, I mean, the best way when people always ask me, well, what's your source for this? You know, X, Y, and Z, I'm my source. <laughs> I don't need a book to tell me, huh. you know, I don't need a scientific journal. All I need is to see something being said and then I put it to the test and I'm my source of if it works or not. <laughs> so I think, yeah, with this information is so valuable because it's a key and it's a code, a light code, and you decide to engage it or not. So I think it'd be exciting for us to crack a code. Like, let's see if this is it. Is this a way to rewire our brains? So I think we're all binge watching. Escapism, I don't necessarily think it's a problem. I think we need it. I think it's healthy. Sometimes it's too much going on. You know what I mean? You need to laugh. You need to uh, watch a funny story or a crazy movie, you know? Um, (laughs) But I think you should equally be stimulating your brain uh, to not fully disengage either. So give yourself the best of both worlds so that you're still getting shit done and still having fun escaping, you know, when you feel like it. So I think we should do like a swap. That should be the 30 day challenge where for every episode you binge watch. Um, and turning off your switch, your neurotransmissions, you should also do something that turns it back on, though. You know, whether it's I'm going to watch one episode and then I'm going to run uh, as a swab. I'm going to run for 30 minutes. I thought you was going to say and then I'm going to run numbers. Like, I'm going to watch one episode <laughs> and I'm going to go pay for illegal gambling. <laughs> Sounds like my grandma's schedule. <laughs> um but no, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to create create that. Let's create those environments then. Like watch House of Cards. But like what else are you doing though? If it's 13 episodes, there needs to be 13 times that your brain switches turn on too. Yeah. And so aside from running, I'm trying to think like what are other healthy ways? Um, obviously, even just creating, it doesn't have to be like this, you know, uh, daunting thing. It could also even be creating your schedule for the week. I mean, that keeps you present so that you can be like, what does my week look like? What do I want it to feel like? What needs to get accomplished to push me even an inch further into what I'm trying to manifest? You know what I mean? Creating your schedule for the week, I think, is, a, is could be a swap for an episode. I agree. Do you and have plus, any other examples? Yeah, that way you won't now binge. You know, implies that you're over consuming. Right. 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 So maybe then you can adjust that. Mm-hmm. Just challenge yourself instead of sitting here and watching six episodes, watch three and take your ass to the mall and go walking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Walk around and look, walk around your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Something I mean, that's, like a, that. so- that's yeah. a good swap. That's a swap. Yep. That's a yeah. Good if you want to watch an episode, then walk around the block or around Low your neighborhood. Low impact, depending on your neighborhood, because you might have to move a little faster on some blocks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or so, how about yeah. jumping rope? That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite yes. things in the world. So make yourself. Let's say the episode is 20 minutes, so jump rope for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's make this uh, healthy. And I just, agree. Yeah. That's, I think it's a cool 30-day challenge. Do you want and to... as a couple, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I already know, you know this is going. You can turn Netflix and chill into Netflix and thrill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. I mean, you know Bend what? Down. 30 <laughs> minutes here, 30 minutes there. You never, you know. I'm not mad at that. That's exercise. You know? You're sweating. You're getting a good sweat. You well, know what I mean? Your you heart rate is going up. Where they at. You know what I'm saying? Including your partner. Listen. <laughs> To back back to overconsuming and all that. Back when, back when I had to meet myself where I was before when I was first starting my fitness journey. So a solo vid. No, <laughs> that's why. I... <laughs> that's my last dirty joke. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I don't want to laugh to encourage you, <laughs> but you want to laugh. Can you? Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> you know you want to laugh. Look at your shoulder. Asante's shoulders are shaking. For the listeners who can't see, I'll commentate. So one of the things that I used to do was, you know, because I always at one point said Popeyes is always going to be in my diet, so I'm at least try to. <laughs> wow. No, so listen, you know, you you got to be real with yourself when you I setting agree. goals. So at the time, I was like, all right, so work around. If I'm gonna do this desires. gym thing, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do this gym thing, and I'm not going to completely change my diet, let me cut down and cut back on some things to start out, and it was making things easier. So I'd be like, let me get a five piece or a three piece instead of the five piece this week. Or hey, then listen, the week baby after, stuff. after doing that for some months, I'd be like, all right, well, let me go to the naked chicken or something like that. But by then, I'm not going to eat Popeyes no more. By then, the naked chicken. Yeah, they got some healthy options in there. But if I can't have what I want At out Popeyes? there, I don't really want to go. Yeah. Will the they naked. take off the skin? It's like, yeah, it's just seasoned on the outside. And they look like little somethings. I don't know. That's I so didn't do funny. that. I just said, I'm just not going to eat here. I'll just, you know, get some better options. Well, that's olive else. oils. That ain't Popeye's. <laughs> and you know, I've been doing that with, sh- I'm so mad at you. I've been doing that with shopping uh, to try yes. to stop my consumption and like this whole uh, fast fashion culture of like, you know, with factories. I need it now. Yeah, I need it now. And then throwing it out, it doesn't last. Um, and just capitalism. I'm try- I'm really trying to be a better person. But <laughs> I what I've been doing is if I buy something new, I will uh, donate something that's already in yes. my closet. Yep. So it's like a swap. If I'm going to buy something, I have to donate something so that there's not just this you know closet full of shit that like you don't even really wear like that you just always need the high the dopamine high of needing something new there are literally three or four pairs of shoes i just keep shuffling around that i never. I have things in my closet with tags like that's how i know i have a problem like things that i've never worn the other day i took stuff to the salvation army and it had tags i was like i never wore you Mm -hmm. i bought you to be in my closet like what am i thinking and that's what made me have to switch you know turn them switches on and off like this there's unconscious shopping where you're just buying to buy and then conscious shopping where i'm buying because i need it for something specific yeah Mm -hmm. you know so let's play with our chemicals y'all let's play with our brain a little bit you know not for real though (laughs) some of y'all listening (laughs) (laughs) no but really like i think this is the best way to combat it because i i'm not gonna sit here and be like just stop watching these shows and you're distracted and we have things to do we're trying to save the world i don't think that's very realistic right there's a lot of good tv that's just the reality of it like there's a lot of good shit and i like to shop and we like to we shop. Like to shop. We like friend. to look good, and we like to shop. Hell. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a form of expression. I, I will say like that you know, it expresses how you feel, your personality, your different moods. It's great, but 
I do think there's a more conscious way to do that too, which it's is what I'm trying to be mindful of. Never of. knowing what you might roll up on. You know what I'm saying? And just looking cute. You just, of course. <laughs> you know, basic fundamentals. Right. But like, but just, you just never know if you're going to find that one piece and it makes you just want to go shopping. Because right. when you find it, you know, like, ooh. But let's, so, I mean, we kind of give you guys a little bit of ideas. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Go to the mall. Dustin said, you know, Netflix and thrills. Um, mm-hmm. What else? What are a couple more if, things? If, if you, oh, writing out your schedule for the week. If you're doing something bad, just do a little bit less <laughs> until you just don't want to do it no more. I mean, that too. I mean, because that's really how I've like been looking at my diet. Like you Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little I by little. I have not eaten Popeyes and. Wow, I'm not going to say that out loud. People and you know what I that. always tell people when people ask, like, how do I eat healthier? <laughs> I always say it's not so much about, I don't believe in elimination diets where you just like, what can I eliminate? I think you have to incorporate health into your uh, diet and then slowly the health starts boxing out the the unhealthy things because your body's the new it's like the your brain with like we were just saying the chemicals start shifting and suddenly your body's like i don't really need this much of this fried or sugary thing because your nutrients are kind of like developing a new palate in a way you know I what did i mean especially today. when you look at all did the you? things mm-hmm. that you want how Every day I get breakfast um at this diner across the street from my office mm-hmm. every like to the point where i go in Look at the man. He nods. I leave. Come back and pick my food up. I don't even wait no more. But like, I always get French toast, scrambled eggs with cheese, and sausage patties <laughs> every morning. I don't care <laughs> anyway. But I normally put salt on my eggs and cheese, and I sprinkle a little bit on the French toast because it's salty with the sweet. But today so I didn't feel like going in the kitchen area and getting the salt, so I was like, you know what? I don't need this damn salt, and this breakfast See? is about to be just as good. And it was. See? Mm. And now you just eliminated sodium, mm-hmm. at least a little bit of sodium in yeah. your diet. So, I, I do mean, that sometimes with hot sauce. Baby steps, Eris Harris. I don't steps. get how people eat hot sauce. Ooh, I, lo- I could put hot sauce in salad. And it everything. makes everything you eat taste like hot sauce. Why do you want to taste that? I agree. I don't with get friends. it. Where's the seasoning? Just it. I just Plus, like it's not fun. Like, what? that shit burning. I'm, this is spicy. I cannot enjoy my food. Oh, I love a good Why spicy Why do you want something? everything you eat to taste the same? It don't all taste the same when it's spicy. Yes, it does. Oh, no, don't you ain't never had? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you have Look more for me. It don't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's something to consider. Um, just swapping. Let's see. Let's try it because it's about to be June. This when is June first? Tomorrow. Is it? Well, mm-hmm. when they well, hear, when it, hear it, tomorrow. Is. Oh well, perfect timing is June first. That's the best way to start a thirty day challenge and just starting from day one, clean slate. So binge watch all you want, but just make sure that there's a partner habit that you are forming that is also allowing you to manifest what you need to be manifesting on the side while you're, you know, watching Master of None, which was so good. But anyway, (laughs) so many damn shows. That's it for this week's wellness segment. I hope you found it useful and helpful. I think it was great, friend. Wasn't it fun? I like today's show. That's so, nice. Asante, now we move on to Mr. Music Man. It's the Music Man. What you got for us this week? What's in his head? It's an iPhone. <laughs> and here I go. 
Well, this week's Music Man segment, we're doing an icebreaker. And this icebreaker comes all the way from across the pond. I was kicking it with Claude. Oh, with my <laughs> Shout baby. out to Claude Kelly, one half of Lewis York. My blue cake. That uh, decided to ask a crazy ass question at this party we oh, were no, at. Oh, no, I'm scared uh. now. And so I said, you know what? We don't do that this week on the friend zone. He said, do it then. <laughs> oh, so here no. we go. So icons are usually off limits. <laughs> oh, boy. People take it too damn personally. So if you knew you would lose any respect, any friends, or your job, <laughs> What music what disclaimer? <laughs> what music icon would you admit you just don't get? Oh Jesus! No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And so now, when he says "just don't get," mm. so when he asked the question before, we were it was kind of like a. Some of us were just saying, like, you know, who you don't really fuck with or who you just didn't really get into and whatever the reason was. So one of the people, I should not be answering this question. <laughs> but so I'm just giving you one of the answers. Mm-hmm. One of the people that I said was Tupac, right? Because, you know, Tupac was <laughs> widely known and respected. But let's be real. Look, <laughs> look that, and that's the, that's the point I'm of this game. I'm not judging you because you said no judgment when you asked the question. So I'm, and I'm playing along. So. <laughs> but I literally had to remember that we friends. <laughs> And Look, this is a show because I, I was it was absurd I I to me you know what I'm saying but what I might say might be absurd to you <laughs> exactly because I have an answer okay so, okay know. so what's your answer no go ahead and make your point now I can make my point <gasps> so in Atlanta you know we had like a lot of crunk music oh, God, and ATL run the, the radio but we still had respect for the Biggie and the Tupac and all that mm-hmm. but if you was listening to the radio at the right times and certain things you were just like alright that's gonna change and then you listen to what you're listening to which was cassette tapes and the booty music at the time. So right. Tupac, growing up in that era for me down south, was not like the biggest thing. But, you know, I still respect him in poetic justice and all that. And I still respect the legacy and, and he that was. It just wasn't like my thing. Like some people would be like, yeah, I know. I can name three Tupac albums, five. Blah, blah, blah. And you really ask them. They're like, I don't really know. I just, you know, everybody loved Tupac. So, but Tupac was one. That was yours. That was one. I'm still thinking. It <laughs> doesn't. What about you? Okay, so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Britney Spears. Sorry, I've never understood the fascination <laughs> with Britney Spears. Um, For me, if I can identify, like, something about you that is, that is I don't know, some, just something. If there's an undeniable talent there, if there is something that makes you special or stand out, then I get it. But I just have always felt like Britney Spears had a whole bunch of hit records. I don't ever feel like it was her that drove anything. And I feel like what really gave her personality as an artist was her infamy. Or like the things that she did that were less, that she was, I'm sure, less than proud of. Shaving her head bald and attacking that um, Ford Explorer with that golf umbrella. The like tragedy. Yeah, Yeah. you know, having them kids. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Federline ruining her goddamn life and all that stuff. Those are the things that people remember. Her sister having that baby. You know what I'm saying? She had a Nickelodeon show and got pregnant. We was like, ooh, so what was really going on over there? (laughs) You know, all that kind of stuff. But for me, I've never heard of Britney. No. That's not to say that there aren't Britney Spears songs that I like. I love that song when she's in the bathtub. Is it every time? Mm-hmm. I love that song. Oh wow! I love that song, "Lucky" by, uh, by Britney Spears. I love that song. I love um the song with the snake. All the shit that Pharrell did. <laughs> There's some songs on Blackout that I really like. Was "Breathe on" or 
That was when the clutch was working on her project. The clutch, right? yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that made me think about Cassie, official girl. But staying on topic, um, <laughs> I yeah. So I just have never gotten Britney Spears, and for the on everything I love that's holy and pious. The first time that I saw Oops, I Did It Again, I really thought that I was watching a parody, like on Mad TV. All jokes aside, I swear on everything I thought it was, and I just never got it. Now, that don't mean I don't respect, you know, the fact that she made a mark in pop culture or her music was popular, so she has a huge following of people that love her for whatever reason they choose. I get it, and I respect your position based on what you've accomplished, but I kind of just feel like you accomplished accomplishments. It wasn't like there was anything. I get it. One of many. That's all I'll say. (laughs) So that's mine. I'm glad I didn't even have to. I was going to ruffle y'all feathers, but I'm glad you already knew how how it was going to be when I asked the question. Because I was I was actually going to say somebody just to see how you was going to react. Who? I was going to say Mariah Carey. Oh, no. Don't do nah, that. Right. Oh, no, baby. Oh, no, but right. That, that's what she had Mariah got. Look, like, look, no, but I know. You can back but, that up. Well, no. It, with you anybody. It, everybody has their I'm opinion. I'm to say it, who I want to say. I, oh, what, it was funny what I, I said. Can't do it, y'all. What I said to Claude was. Be like, <gasps> it was hard for me to pick initially because for what I said to them, I was like, well, I think that everybody, like, as an artist, has something cool to say. It's just some of us got into more people than others. What should and, I like about I mean, music? also, I think with music, you, said, what you should either you connect like about? or you don't. I don't fucking know. Right, exactly. It doesn't necessarily take away. I, as a, as a former Britney stan, can't even tell you what mm-hmm. you should like should have liked about You're her. You're a former Britney stan? Oh, black, absolutely. I don't. I think <laughs> I have absolutely told the story about how when oops, uh, when uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time first came out, how I printed out those lyrics in like the fourth or fifth grade and took them everywhere. Like, hell Are yeah. you serious? Hell that is so yes. cute. I can respect that. And this is when your hair was, was straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I need the visual. Oh, that's not part of the visual. <laughs> Thanks for kicking it up again another week that I will have to live this. <laughs> that was the best story you ever told. Okay, so. Especially when they were tweeting us the picture. Moving the past the hair, right? This is sure. my thing. <laughs> I can understand that using the fourth or the fifth grade. Oh God, you know what I mean? Impressionable. Is. Okay. All you needed at that point to be like, I guess, to buy in was a melody that you could follow and remember that was. You trying to tell this to yourself? Yeah, and so I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm thinking that's why you were a fan. Unless you can tell me why you liked her. I think she's like, an incredible you... entertainer. What? She's... How? How? <laughs> okay, at the time back then, yes. At the I time, give you that. She yeah, was, she could dance. I'm not saying like in general, right. but at the time, because I look at people by their eras, like mm-hmm. what impact they made when they came out, right. and who was dancing like that and putting like the showmanship and being you know? provocative, and man. even just the effort that I mean, the choreography. Okay, the even... vocals, you know, whatever. But the the she was. Was a that beast her. of a performer, though. You get what I'm saying? Well, the Anybody performance is her. Like the choreo. But you can kind of say that about any dancer, except yeah, for Michael but, Jackson. But, it, but it, it sometimes it reads more authentic for me than, I don't know. Even the choreography, really? Nobody. Yeah. Like, so, like I can see people dance. And it's like their lifeline. like say Love them or hate them, Chris Brown. When Chris Brown right. dances, it's magic. You right, know what I'm right. saying? He is a... That's not... Someone just simply saying, okay, one, two. Like on autopilot. Remember this. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I can see that. So that's just me. (laughs) 
Ooh, friend. The time has come. Okay. Disclaimer, because I'm going to get crucified. I almost don't even want to say it. I'm shocked that you're going to say it. Because I know she's going to have a hive. <laughs> no, it's not Beyonce. Don't kill me. Disclaimer. This person's amazing. I'm going to laugh if somebody I agree with. But go on. <laughs> they, had, they made an impact. They're a musician. Oh, so this isn't... <laughs> I hate you for this question. Hey, Claude, well, for this know. question. Claude, I hate you for this question. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, but it's just, just that I don't friend. connect. Just give it to us, friend. I've never give been able to Give it to us, friend. Give it to us, friend. To Tony Braxton. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tony? I'm sorry. The Tony the Braxton. But Not even just... truffle butter. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is it doesn't mean anything about her as an artist right clearly she's made an impact and she's way better than a lot of people that are big Ooh. but when we're talking about connecting like where I'm sitting with the album with my headphones and feeling I've never been able to connect <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> Dustin's over here with his face in his hand <laughs> Tony though I think it's just a, I don't know It just I <laughs> never connected Okay <laughs> I don't even care either <laughs> Is Tony your favorite? No Oh That's not I'm, I'm getting ready to sit with you Oh I'm, I'm gonna get right with you And it ain't Tony Braxton This is definitely gonna ruffle some feathers Oh no But it's not that This and this That is made a, my this, hands hot This yo. reinforces <laughs> It reinforces what we're talking about Right? Where you can respect somebody as a legitimate talent, absolutely. And but you, you either you connect, it, or you but don't. you just never connected with like some of their music because this person does have some songs that I like, love with all of my heart, and I think are indicative of the reason why she is who she was. Mm-hmm. But I would never know Whitney Houston fan <gasps> like that. Like real talk, I just my wasn't. heart just I wasn't. Now, <laughs> do I do I know at the same time that she could outsing everybody living and yes, dead? Lord. Absolutely, right. I get right it. now, today she can sing better than some people on the charts. Okay, yeah. <laughs> today, even before she can, her time, but like, even, even after, you know what I'm saying? But and and Winnie Houston, that is an otherworldly <laughs> talent. That is like out of the world, insane. I get it, and I respect her Asante's for real. I respect her, but what? You think I'm at home listening to um, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Now, some of the other songs, That's though. That's my song. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm You know, if we, maybe if we in Mexico Woo. and they play it at the club, I'm like, I'll dance. But am I like putting that on like this was my yeah, shit? You're going to want to dance with somebody. No. <laughs> but but she has other songs, though. I get it. That I were like it. amazing. You're not like on the train blasting Whitney Houston in right. your headphones. Right. I, I can it. get it if you play it out and I'm like, okay, you know what? I can remember being in a club and like recently and they played I want to dance with somebody and I was sitting there but <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like I totally understand and I bet you Her that power. when this came out at during that era this was probably the shit but that's only because I'm mature enough to look at it like that it's right. not because I heard that song like you know what I mean but that's why I get annoyed when people are like such and such artist is trash or whatever because I'm like that you know, that's subjective. Very like, much very so. It's, much it's so. most artists that people think can't sing are the ones I like, funny enough. Because well. they have... Most, most, <laughs> not all, but... <laughs> Y'all know where I'm at. Right. So. Oh, 
So, I mean, you know, they talk, shit <laughs> to, they talk about the my girl me. all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They talk about her all the time, but it has nothing to do Ooh, with that. I'm not going there. That's right. But what I'm saying is... I'm so glad there are no cameras in here because this shit right here is amazing. No, but even her, <laughs> shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. I feel something so intense exactly. with her albums. Like... There is a frequency. It's not even a vocal ability. That's what it's it's about. a frequency. Thank and you. I think it's either gonna hit or it's not. And my issue and not my issue, but my connection with Tony just wasn't there. And I always thought, wow, she's so beautiful and I love her story and like her sisters and I think it's an amazing uh career, but I'm not sitting at home listening to, you know, what is it, seven whole days and it's just not <laughs> Yeah, everything is not for everybody. It's not, and it's not, and, that's and it's okay. nothing against her. We no, know Tony Braxton can sing her ass powerhouse. off, and plays the piano. person next to her probably. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, but it just never connected for you. Right? Totally understand it. Let that be a lesson to all of us. Look, you that's will why not I thought be that for was, everybody. That's and why that's I thought totally that that fine. was such a great icebreaker. But it's scary. Like it my was, hands are sweaty. Well, you like, know, it was hard for you when he first asked me this question because in my mind, I look at artists and musicians, and I like a lot of music. Like people think I like people that are complete trash, and I'm just like, same oh. here. But my, I like what uh, Claude actually makes fun of me all the time because he'd be like, "You like vibe artists? You don't even like singers." I'm like, "Look, Duh. I like <laughs> I, I like anything from the vibe artist to the trap soul trash." The ones that sound all alike. Like, I feel like everybody has something to say. It's just that you might connect to some people more than you connect to others. Yeah. And some people are worth the revisit just because of the production or because of the actual story that they're telling. You always connect to something, but sometimes you just don't connect. And you might not have heard the right song or you might not have seen the person at the right place to say the right thing to connect the message. And or the time you in your life. Out. Actually, yeah. I have a oh, question yeah. too. How is there an artist that you didn't connect with that now you're like, yo, I get it. Now, like all um, of a sudden. Bryson Tiller. Oh, you were totally. telling us I that. T- I remember we mm-hmm. just talked about that. Who else is somebody that I, because that happens to me. I ain't going to front. Because a lot of times, well, not a lot of times. I used to be immature. And like when everybody was on to something, You're I'd be like, like I don't, don't want to like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who I have come around with. So, yeah. And sometimes you have to. In my experience, I have to like experience something Mm -hmm. and then you'll hear a song that's been around and you won't like feel it the way, you know, like you feel it in a whole new way because you understand like either because it happened to you or you're older now and you can kind of like process it. And like from your emotional body, you know what I mean. So it it depends on where your head space is at too. Because I'm trying to think of what artists that I did not connect with before. It'll I, come to me. I can't think of an artist, but I can think of like plenty of projects that I've listened to. Where that I was, too, yeah. Like when I was, I had to revisit Brandy's Two Eleven because when it first came out, I was like, uh. "Oh, the singles are cute." And then I was like, she ain't doing no promo. I'm not going to listen to this. And everyone was like, it's good, though. Yeah. And then I went back and I revisited that. I was like, damn, this is a good-ass album. I was worried about that promo, though. <laughs> Tinashe. Mm, I, I I, y'all know I wrote her, her completely off. I'm I still trying to convert some folks things. on Tinashe. <laughs> I said horrible things about her <laughs> that I really regret to this day because I recognize literally her talent now. Mm. And I get her. I get her as an artist. Now, there's some changes I would like to make. Absolutely. I would like for her neuroplasticity to, to get cracking. <laughs> Absolutely. But do I get it now? Yes. Do I regret the things that I said? No. Yes. So, like, you know. Yeah. Woo, this was a, a heart-racing 
challenge. Right. Sorry Ooh. for them toes. We stepped Ooh. on. Right? <laughs> it is what it is. How do you want it? <laughs> so does anybody, have, who have y'all been listening to? Any listens? Any, oh, we should call this part, like every time I do the music segment, if I'm not featuring a bunch of artists, it should be like the uh, uh, listens lately. Listens lately. Hashtag. Hashtag listens lately. These are the listens lately. Um, let's see. I've been listening. Oh, shout out to everybody and their mama that were, were telling me to listen to Black Tuxedo. I checked out their, they had a project by DJ Charisma Presents Tap In. That was the one that I heard like a few months ago. But they just recently dropped a new mixtape or uh, I want to say album, but it's on their SoundCloud. It's called ABA, Art by Association, and it's Black Tuxedo, but it's B-L-A-Q and then Tuxedo. They're kind of on that same like vibey um, sample, trap soul wavelength, but some of the songs is really, really dope. So give them a little listen. And I'm also listening to Bryson Tiller's new project. I heard it. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I like Run Me Dry. Really yeah. dry. That's my favorite because I think um, I feel like Afrobeat is the next wave. And please don't get me wrong; I don't want people to be offended. I know Afrobeat is a wave all on its own, right. and it does not mean that because the Americans <laughs> are. Oh, y'all just now got that exactly. And y'all want to say, let me know. not be that person. <laughs> we remember That's like, last. Oh, it's a wave. Look, we remember last summer that AOJ song. <laughs> Line four, six, five, six. Like, we know it's a thing. Right, and WizKid been out here. Oh, right. So I'm not... Oh, and you know Drake just did another song with WizKid? Really? Yes. Cute. I wonder if they're going to do a whole So thing don't again. let me be a, a a mindless American by saying that. But what I'm saying is a wave in the sense that now everybody is starting to use right. Afrobeat production. Right. Um, Omarion came out with a track. Don't <laughs> you, you laugh mean, every no time Marianne? I say it. <laughs> Um, and then Run Me Dry is that the Bryson Tiller song that kind of has mm. an Afrobeat influence. <clears throat> and Drake been putting out these Afrobeat songs, I think, the past two albums, right? Dude, has Drake and Bryson Tiller worked together? Not that I think They should it. just do something together. Just stop doing all this apart. And Well, actually, I'm, I don't want Drake to do too many things with too many people, but you know. Say whatever, just don't lie to me. <laughs> I love Bryson Tiller's music now. I'm telling you, I didn't it's get it cute. at first, but yeah. I love it now. I like the project. It seems like uh, how I said more life is like the B-sides for uh, Drake's views. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like the same thing. Because this is still like along the lines of Trap Soul, but something new, I guess. But he makes, I feel, what's the song where he's like, even B and J are going through it. I don't know why I laugh oh, yeah. every time he says that because I could imagine Beyonce cringing like little boy. You don't know what we going through and you don't know if your career going to make it. So <laughs> think about which one of these things you do, care about. Right? Do not compare our marriage to your Twitter, honey. Hello. Right. <laughs> That's what I imagine her thinking Ooh. every time I hear it. There is this artist named One Oak. The, he put this song out a long time ago, but it's called Lost and Found. But I've been playing that a lot more lately. Oh my God. It's like one like dash OA. Okay, like I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, it definitely sounds familiar. Oh, and I've been listening to Lil Yachty. I tried. <laughs> I'm only on the first track. I liked it though. He's got the first song. I'm not gonna lie, the album sounds the way that it looks on the cover. Like, have you seen the cover mm-hmm. with the kids? With yeah. everybody looking different. Like he just I do, did like that. He does a whole bunch of different vibes. Like I'm like, is he supposed to be? You know how people are going to be? Is he supposed to be a rapper or what? Because he does a lot of that auto tune sing thing. The one you played me, yeah. Yeah. Sound, well, I won't say who I think it sounds like. <laughs> it sounded like it was going backwards. <laughs> 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 I 
The problem is we putting too many artists on nowadays and everybody is easily put on because they sound like somebody else. Like, we're not giving flowers Which to people. Which is the usual with the music right. industry. But I've, but I've they, noticed... They chase formulas. They right. don't put on creatives. But every time we even go on and try to promote, like, the, a lot of these independent artists, like, they don't get to move a lot. Like, even me sitting up here last week talking about India. Like, right. people know who of oh, her, but she song. still isn't, like, put on because she hasn't put out that record to sound like somebody else is out right now which right. sucks yeah I mean that's the perseverance of a true artist who's absolutely. really being themselves cause she made India Sean makes great music and I don't even be chiming in like that <laughs> so y'all know it's I true like she really Galaxies is a beautiful song I've had it on repeat I know my neighbor's oh my tired of me God. it's so good I've been I've actually been on my white radio Ooh. Feist is back out. Okay. I'm a huge fan of hers. And Washed Out is back oh, out. Oh, I was listening to Washed Out mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. So definitely you check and them die. out. <laughs> you and die, friend. Right? Definitely check them out because that was a, a nice vibe switch up. Um, that's it. I'm trying to look through. Rita or Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop. No, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually didn't. What you on, listen. Napster? Shit. <laughs> 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 Ooh. I'm literally scrolling through <laughs> my Spotify new releases. But let me tell you who I've been revisiting terrible. lately. Who? The one Jane, sincerely Jane, aka Janelle Monet, before she was Ooh. the popping ass actress that we know her as. Crystal has me revisiting that project. Which on one? Twitter, I asked the Arc Android. I or? asked, um, what song do you go? What's your go-to song where you need to feel a natural Ooh, yeah. high? And Crystal said, "Electric Lady." Oh yes, yeah. So jam. that made me go back. Yeah. So go listen to the albums before that. Um, okay. Specifically mm-hmm. the Arc Android, because you know everything before was sp- uh, split up into like sweets. Like mm-hmm. the Arc Android was sweets like three and four together, I think. But there's a song called "Say You'll Go," which I think you'd really enjoy if you haven't heard it. I'm it's on like it. the second to the last track on the album. I'm I used to it. love "Sincerely Jane." Oh my god. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> oh, that was, fuck, that was my. That jam. was one with uh, my audition on it. I don't know. Well, she was like, never mind. I can't recreate covers in person. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> that's why I stopped. I was like, no. You didn't have to do like seven poses. You know, she loved putting a bunch of herself on the cover. And I love it <laughs> oh too. It's God. always so great it's to look at. Popping. Like, remember that one video she had with, was it Erica Badu? And uh, she Queen? Had, yeah. And it was like a bunch of her in the video. Mm-hmm. I was having she a was moment. My, um, I was getting, I was, it was like binge watching. <laughs> I got lost in the damn video when I was watching. Trying to figure out which one, which Jane you wanted. All them black and white things spinning around. You know, it was like it was. I was being hypnotized. <laughs> I'm like, and, and, and then the music had you. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah, wah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Well, that's it, right? That's it for the music, man. That's it. That's Listen it. to the music, you can. <laughs> Thanks again to Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed for people with coarse curly hair, and sensitive skin for supporting this week's podcast. Up to 80% of black men and women experience razor bumps, which shocked me because women were experiencing those razor bumps. And up to 30% of all men and women experience razor bumps as well. You don't have to be a part of the statistic anymore when you start shaving smarter with Bevel. Nine out of ten Bevel customers continue to come back because they see the results. A clean shave that leaves their skin smooth and reduces razor bumps and irritation. You know your old man is tired of that same last-minute gift you get him on Father's Day every (laughs) year. So surprise him with something he'll appreciate. Get Dad the Bevel Shaving Kit. 
and tell him it's only for his head. Right now, you can get a $30 off of a 90-day supply of the Bevel Shaving System when you visit getbevel.com slash friendzone. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash friendzone to get $30 off a 90-day supply of the Bevel Shaving System. Shave smarter with Bevel. Now we move on to TV All right, all right, all right, all right. I keep hearing Kevin Hart. <laughs> this week, you know, we're trying a what little bit watching? different of an approach, right? And so I want to discuss Laura Govan's Fix My Life. <laughs> Laura Govan's episode of Iyanla's Fix My Life. Now, oh my Lord. for can those I, of y'all who don't know, yes, you can. can. Before you get started, I have, mm-hmm. I have a request. Okay. I would like two quotes from Iyanla before you start. Just just two surefire things that she said that were crazy. This on Iyanla's, yes. on this week's yes. episode? Um, one, okay, here we go. And they're related. Um, <laughs> on her way out from day one, Iyanla was leaving the kitchen of the home that they were filming in, and she looked over her shoulder and told Gloria, and show up tomorrow looking like I'm looking like somebody's mother. <laughs> Not with all, all that all that stuff on. Show up tomorrow looking like somebody's mother. <laughs> right? Because you, you know, because you know Laura Govine. <laughs> Yes, you know Laura Govine is like she's into her like fashion and mm-hmm. style now. She's been working with Daniel Hawkins, who what, she, has magic she's hands. Been into fashion, whatever. And style. She's working with Daniel Hawkins. Friend, and she used to post pictures of herself dressed up, like right. next to regular shit, trying to or like in the kitchen. <laughs> Remember that time the skillet was empty. Remember that time she said she said she was cooking, but she and then also when you looks zoomed in, totally different, right? Because absolutely. I remember yeah. I I don't I haven't watched since she's like. Who she is now? Trans- All right, I'm like, what's the right Since word? Since that first season, but I do remember the first season, which is where <laughs> I actually watched the show, and I'm like, that's the same person, right? Wow, she that's a glow a long way, baby. That's a, but she looks great. I think she looks. She beautiful. was the first. She was Mama June before Mama June was. Mama wow, June. not Mama June. Body transformation, <laughs> shade, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, sidebar, her hair was dope as hell on the on the young look. Her hair looked great. But anyway, Yana told her she don't give a damn about your hair. So anyway, but what was funny, the second quote that you were asking, <laughs> the next day when she came back, she attempted to kind of address Iyanla telling her that before Uh-oh. she left. And she was like, I am a damn good mother. I mean, she said it with her chest. The old and the new. Like, she said it with her chest. Wow. But, right? But Iyanla <laughs> then tells her, so she's like, so she's like, so that's what you heard, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? After Laura, she lets Laura have her moment and quote unquote check it, and she goes, so, that, uh, mm-hmm. so you know, at some point, either you going, either you gonna get the lesson, or you gonna, <laughs> either you gonna get the lesson, or you gonna get caught up in how your feelings being hurt. She's like, now which one is it? Uh, and then she then she looks at then you ready for the quote, Asante? This is where you come in. She looks at Laura and she says. Now, there's a dramatic pause after that, right? After she basically tells her, girl, I don't give a fuck about nothing you was just talking about. Then she looks at her and says, I'm not the one, baby. (laughs) 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 Just like that. Asante, you know how her posture is, dog. Right. right. I'm not the one, baby. I'm watching that tonight. Watch it tonight. On tonight. But, uh, so. I have a question. Yes. 
Has she fixed anyone's life? <laughs> yeah, but it's never the celebrities. Where Yana drops the ball is with the celebrities. Because obviously they have their own thing going on. So her approach needs to be a little differently. When she works with people who are not famous, like regular everyday people, the focus is more on the work and not on like what scandal is she about to talk about? How is she going to fix their life? So it's a little So different. you think with celebs, she focuses more on the ratings? I don't think she is her focusing on the ratings. I think it's just only so much she can do right. with a public figure. Right. You know what I mean? As far as really digging deep. Because the comfort levels will be, won't be there. Right. You I know? It. So it's a different show when you watch her handling like everyday people. I guess she just makes me nervous. Like, she yeah. seems so... Well, hell, you don't want to be caught a goddamn gun tonight. <laughs> She's... For people that are fragile, like, she seems so aggressive. Like right. a bull in a china cabinet. Legit, though. Yeah. Like, she Raging seems aggressive. Bull. And if she's opening these wounds, I'm like, do they have aftercare? Like... <laughs> does she you just, know, like... All that's using betadine <laughs> on the wound she opening up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all her cuts is yellow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That show. I'm looking around. I'm looking for anybody else. Is anybody else here? (laughs) (laughs) But so so this. But there were a lot of revelations that came out in this episode. Mm -hmm. And although I was ready, because although I like the new Laura, you know what I'm saying. I recognize the change. You all know how I am. I never forget season one, episode one. I just always remember what you first presented me with. And she came into the show getting into a physical fight, getting, she came onto Basketball Wise LA is what I mean when I say the show, which is when we first met her. And she came onto the show already under the stigma of being someone who was rumored to have had an affair with Shaq. So there was drama between Shawnee and her sister relative to that. So then Laura comes onto the show and she's ushered in from a very negative note. She starts a fist fight with Malaysia and loses. But she comes in fighting. She was just a mess. A sloppy. <laughs> and losing. She was a sloppy mess. She reminded me of Sam's and Lean On Me. Remember when, when Joe Carr called Sam this slovingly sloppy boy? That's Laura Gohan. Oh, my God. Now she sad. looks like Bruno Mars. She got the best pompadour you've ever seen in your life. And she really looks like she could hit a 24-carat magic routine. But the show was great television. And we found out a lot of the reason for her season. she got good legs. She, her father, right? her father is a trip and she's messed up her relationships with with her kids dad with every man that's been in her life is jacked up because of her father her father put a whole bunch of pressure on her because she was a really athletic young lady and so he made her like his you know his sports kid and he just really instilled this drive to win and fight for everything a sense of competition in every area of her life Mm. he was really harsh with her Mm. And he also was hell around the house. So coupled with that, when I am around, you know, I'm drilling you, I'm coaching you, essentially. Coupled with him staying gone for three and four days, dogging her mama out, all that shit. That's what she saw about men. And then Got it. the bombshell, which we had heard rumored. This is why watching the shows, sometimes you have to wait years and years and years. But you always, the more these people want to be visible, the more you get to the bottom of what really happened. And all these years later, we find out that her and Gloria's relationship is broken because she accused her sister of sleeping with her ex-fiance, like her kid's dad. Damn. And But the kicker is nobody in the family believes her, and so it's created this huge rift. Oh, she still thinks it's she true. She still thinks it. And the family, they, her mother, the mother and father sat there on the show and said, we don't believe her because we asked both of them. They both deny it. We think she made this up. And it goes back to her being oh, molested God. at 13. Oh, like... Oh, wow. And telling them 
And instead of them taking action on it and like they helping didn't believe her, her, not they did not believe her. She said that they knew that something was going on, and so they focused on that by saying, <laughs> "No, you're lying. We didn't know." And they never addressed what happened. They just argued with her for years and years about her lying about them knowing. Oh goodness! So it's a lot of shit under there. So you, do she look like Bruno? Yeah. But am I going <laughs> to laugh as hard now? No. No. Right. And it's because of that she became a little bit more human to me after watching this. So it's jokes there, but y'all need to watch it for like the real shit. Because it just goes to show you, you never really know what happened or got somebody to the place where they are. I ain't saying don't slap them. <laughs> I'm just saying you never know what got them there to deserve I mean, I guess the that's the upside of Ayanla's show is that it's showing like deeper layers of mm-hmm. you know of people that we kind of you know that end up on the shade room and you know you kind of almost uh the they become room. like caricatures almost yeah. where people kind of disconnect from their humanity like you said yeah. so it is cool that you get to see them like this but i still think it's like mm. you know ayala calling people gutter snipe like, to their face she called nephew a bitch what? Yeah, she's like, and Neffy is a bitch. But the way she did it, the way she finessed <laughs> it and, and had a nothing but net three-point shot, you know what she I'm saying? She cleaned it up. She said that the personality Neffy was a bitch, but Nefertiria, which is Neffy's real name, right. is okay. not. Girl, you just trying to call me on my name because I'm getting <laughs> on your nerves. Like That's what that is. Everybody knows it, but whatever. I still like Yanla. Yanla. Yanni. So, but everybody watch that. It just makes you think. Watch it so we can laugh at the things that are obviously funny. <laughs> but also, like... Is it weekly? So we talk about it. Yeah, but the, the season finale is next week. Who is it? It's about Pulse in Orlando. She's going to be oh, on the wow. scene in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub where the, the massacre occurred in Orlando. Yeah, With, like, survivors? Uh-huh. I oh, guess. my goodness. Wow. So, that's going to be good. How many episodes was it? I feel like it was short. Yeah, don't it feel short? But then some of them were like three episode arcs and four episode arcs. Got you. Mm. you know, and I feel cheated because I like Ian better when we don't have to wait the next week to find out what the fuck happened. You didn't take us there emotionally. We want to know today. Otherwise, we will. Now, that's what they need to use for the study is fucking Iyanla Fix <laughs> oh. My Life. You put these niggas in front of Iyanla Fix My Life for 12 hours straight, I guarantee you all the numbers going to be up at the top. Are you depressed? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> but this time we'll know why. So, I'm dead. Have you watched, did you watch um, Housewives of Potomac? I did. Anything better this week? No. <laughs> but I will say this. So I'm Monique, so glad you brought this up. How was Monique? Talking. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> Giselle. Wasn't she on The Breakfast Club? She was. And Char- it was, and, it and was glorious to watch Charlamagne roll her like some <laughs> dice. She really thought that they was going to really know who she was and care about her. And, you know, she's going to come with some relevance. Was on the, she thought just, one just of Giselle. Them. So she goes and right. sits Charlamagne and no, then let her. Right. right. I was like, why is she on The Breakfast Club? I'm going to tell you who Giselle is. And watching The Breakfast Club interview gave me some insight. Giselle <laughs> is the person who, you know how you go to high school with oh somebody who 25 years later, they still in the same city, still concerned about all the things that happened in high school, still, you know, moving by that sense of are you cool or not. Still, high school still runs them. Giselle is the same thing, but it's her college years. Mm. Her being in this sorority and having a little bit of pool like and peaked. being a girl who, you know, I guess was attractive to certain people at college. And it was right after high school. She definitely peaked and left it there because she's, 
she perked right up as soon as she found out Envy went to Hampton and she started talking about the dorm rooms and all this stuff and then all these stories about when she was hazing the girls and her Erica Lyles was one of the girls she had to haze in college oh, is what no. defined Giselle oh, and, no, and what makes it even worse <laughs> oh, no, baby. remember she was that girl in college and then she went on to marry Jamal Bryant that pastor so she had that first lady shit on a mega church level mm. so the combination of two it was a toxic combination so to lose that She's now in a position where she has to try to save face and she's on TV. So it's like all her, it's like her literally every week, it's a Mortal Kombat fight of Giselle versus her insecurities. Fight! Every week, like that's what you see. And it was funny this week. What makes it funny is that she's so unaware of how country she is and she really thinks she'd be fucking it up, like killing it. And this week, <laughs> she walked into Karen Huger's home who was doing a photo shoot in a big white dress shirt with an undone tie holding the front of the hat because we've never, and high heels and stockings, because we've never seen that concept before. <laughs> but anyway, so Giselle comes over to help her with the photo shoot. I'm so glad you brought this up. She has on... <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> a full body, skin tight leopard cat suit, black shoes. Is this a Halloween? No. Black shoes. <laughs> what is it? Is a black jacket with the collar up that on the back yes, has a big up. lace cutout detail on the back, right? Collar up, top knot, no hair <laughs> added, I think. So it looks. It, it looks awful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she was walking stiff and she was posing. And she really, you could tell she really thought she was like fucking Not it up. Famished. She had on like prom earrings. Everything clashes and it's always so much. Her confessional look. She had on bright pink eyeshadow and a bright pink <laughs> loose top and big like oh, horribly I've seen toned. That look. Like do they even use toner when they come in I've seen that look. It's awful. She looked, she looked horrible and she's literally saying you know I'm a class act and so I'm just going you know I'm gonna stay over here and look cute mm -hmm. hi bye hi bye who's leaving because I can point out a few names you need a potential candidate or who needs to make an exit I can point starting with your makeup artist starting with your stuff she Giselle she is in dire need of a stylist. And what I makes it so bad. Fashion police. I'm telling you, what makes it so bad is that the, right. the, the, the arrogance, the things that she says about the other people and the way that she goes after their looks. And I'm just like, do you, re do you realize? <laughs> okay. That you look like the power was out this morning. No, no, no. But yeah. <laughs> so yes, I watched Potomac, and I, Ashley had me. Ashley had me rolling. Yeah, Ashley had me rolling when she was arguing with that husband. Come on in here. You want to be a bully? Come on in here, cause I'm ready for you. <laughs> to her husband. To her old ass husband. <laughs> yes, she got an Australian husband who looked like a limo driver, but he's not. They own a restaurant. Don't he look like a limo driver? Taxi and lights. T L A C. Remember the uh, like on everybody's. <laughs> On everybody's tag. <laughs> he looked like a driver, man. He got, like, got a fleet. Not like a restaurant. And speaking of fleet, <laughs> his husband was caught. He was caught on one of the What a segue. Ashley's husband was caught on one of the gay dating apps. Bucket to the naked. And he's old and everything. But it ain't never came up on the show. But they've been arguing a whole lot more this season. <laughs> and they did make that thing of talking about him that, grabbing though? somebody's butt at that party. Yeah, remember? Mm hmm Wow. But why would you do that? Like, your spot isn't going to be blown. 
I don't get people I guess he thinking. thought gay people weren't going to tell, but apparently he did the boy bad. There was a Cartier watch that had been purchased overseas oh, no. or some hotel receipts. It was all that stuff. Oh, I'm supposed to be whispering that part. <laughs> there was a Cartier watch hotel receipts. <laughs> it was all that stuff. But anyway, Housewives of Potomac was good this week. Um, I don't know. There's just I really don't. Moments. I really hate when they bring their uh, like their friends as like their backup. And Giselle always brings like a, that the dude. worst type of gay people. I right? hate. I and I I wanted to start that uh, statement she does. off, and she says it. It she makes it about the person being gay. It's right. not us saying that she's she makes. I'm bringing my gay friend because you know he's shady and other. So right, I, Giselle. I she so wanted to start that off like with. I hope I never. Ex- and I want to start this off with. I hope I never become that gay accessory but on TV. But is it me or is that a reality show that's trend? A, that's every time I feel one. like it's a trend. Who what? franchise can you think of where the uh, the leads didn't have gay men as accessories that's how they introduce gays to on these shows it's so ridiculous even not even just reality though even sitcoms oh yeah, yeah. absolutely sex in the like city across, oh shit yeah which i've just been watching <laughs> love and hip-hop new york when she was like my gay is marrying your oh, gay yeah. right on that episode that blew my mind some of them cast members. I, I, you know what? And I, I was sitting here like. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, but yeah, so that just it was just a lot going on for me, and that was funny. Also, Robin and Juan's relationship. Oh sidebar, my god! Sidebar. Here's what we Friend. have to talk about this week. We'll get to them next okay. because it really yeah, don't matter. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. I after have show. to get this off of my chest, and then we can move on. <laughs> okay. T.I. and Tiny, that final episode, that final you conversation that they had. You should watch that. Let me, me just let yeah. me let Why me just say Oh my God, are you? And here's the thing. I'm I'm always about people being their authentic selves and like standing in their shit and owning it. And that's why I was driven so the way that T.I. was dancing and skirting around the real issues and placing blame and concocting stories and coming up with shit to try to say Tamika Tiny Harris did too that contributed to the, you know, detriment of their marriage. It was really tough to watch. It was. And I'm the one who's roots for the niggas all the time. Be, be, do the nigga shit and get away with it. But watching that blatant, like, there was no balance. And the way there Tiny was, no was handling it, I oh, really finally, had a... she was speaking up. Right, Asante? Finally, it was good to see her say something, say what we've been thinking all along, but T.I. was literally manipulating her. He was literally doing things in the conversation that made no sense, literally ignoring all the history, literally ignoring all the public displays of loyalty that we've seen her express to him and caught her a distraction on the radio, flaunting these women around that he's dating, all this shit in her face. And then Blaney telling her, well, maybe I'm not, I'm just a better best friend and I am a husband. He just doesn't want to be with her anymore. And I guess, and and, and I don't have a problem with somebody being in that place because that's a very real place to be. Sometimes you just don't want to be with a person anymore. But to me, there's a way to do it with some dignity and some respect and some reverence for the history and the things that, you know, we watched Tiny take a charge for him. We watched that. Mm-hmm. We watched her not leave him when he went back to jail for dumb shit. We saw that. We watched him and her. We watched these women that he's in relationships with go back and forth disrespecting her on social media, which I hate that. Shout out to I Think Mark, friend of the show, whose Twitter name is currently Social Media, which I thought was hilarious. Social media. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just to see that it was oh really, God. really tough to Amazing. watch. I felt so sorry for them. Um, and I just feel hoodwinked. I feel like they built this show based on the premise of being this family unit and this blended family that 
could be relatable for today's world and the what the realities of what family life is today. And I feel like the whole time T.I., everybody else on the show was on support and on board with that vision. And I feel like the whole time T.I. was being a nigga behind the scenes. I didn't like the way that he crushed her dreams and not her dreams because she's doing it, obviously, but crushed her when she told him that the group had gotten back together and she was going on tour and taking the baby, Eris Harris, who is so cute. Beautiful. Or maybe Beautiful. just a baby. And all, well, most babies are cute. They have, they have, have great some. kids. They do have great kids and they have smart kids too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. It was just tough to watch. Everybody that watched it, I just felt sorry for Tiny. I felt really, really Was he sorry gaslighting her? her where someone makes you think that the craziness you're feeling isn't real? In a way, in a way, can I just say it this was to just you? embarrassing to me? I felt bad for her. Do you want to know what he, what she did to him, friend? What she did? Yeah. What? She was seen with the enemy. She was seen. You remember with the when? Enemy? You remember that? Well, you probably don't. But a, a while back, uh, Tiny was seen out with Floyd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Tip was like mad about that. Like she's talking about his infidelities and all sorts of stuff. And he talking about, well, you up here being like out with somebody I don't mess with. She's like, you cheated on me with someone I introduced you, to you, like I to hired, work for you. Like I hired. Like she's supposed to be working for you. Like for the, me. Tiny like, hired that the, girl. The help. And you talking about who I was seen with. And that was after he had already been cheating on her multiple <laughs> times. And you want to throw that thing back in her face. It was hard but to watch. You know what? Men are really, really interesting with that because they can cheat 50 <sighs> times and then the one time you cheat, if you stay for those 50 times, but when you cheat back, they're like crying and, and she hurt. Didn't even, hell yeah. <laughs> and she didn't even no, cheat. Didn't. And she didn't even she cheat. Did. Through all that, she didn't even damn cheat. That's why I was like, this is some bullshit to watch T.I. sit up here and go on and carry on like that. I mean, seriously, it was, and this coming from me, y'all. <laughs> so she didn't have all this I, man's When I was kids. younger, I was in a relationship where we would do that, like tit for tat. Like, you cheated, I cheat back, and you cheat. And I remember the first time I cheated back, he cried. And I remember looking at him like, I'm cheating because you no, did. And he, matter, and he was like, like it's not the same. He said it's not the same thing. Well, did you go? Well, it was good. So are you leaving now? <laughs> but I mean, that's just, man. It's just tough to watch. So everybody watch it. Tell men me, are a mess. Don't tell me what you think. Go I to iTunes. Don't even remember it. Get tiny. It was just hard to do? watch. <laughs> yes. Get tiny song. Her amazing song. What the fuck you going to do? Which still not. So oh my God. Still knocks. And that's what I'm saying. Like she has so much problem, but that's okay. Cause you know what? When, when, blessings go when pray, prayers go up blessings come down ain't that what they say because I know Tiny been praying and you see what's happening for her she's you still see, with him no they're, well she filed for divorce they're not divorced yet Good. but she filed Good. and I know it was hard for her to do that and well she has a family it. yeah you can mm -hmm. see it on her face on the show I, ooh, I want you to watch this scene but a part of me feels like you don't even need to see this shit I mean I can already imagine like, yeah. not to sound like Tumblr but I that patriarchy where men just act like they can do whatever I don't even want to watch that she <laughs> with like, all at least his big I words do it, it'd be funny you know what I'm saying <laughs> You know, okay, boy, but it'd be f no, I'm <laughs> but anyway, um, but but no, Tiny's being blessed. You see, Ed Sheeran just credited her and Candy That's on right. the shape of you, so they're gonna be making. Here we go again with no scrubs, all fucking and she's over still again. Still getting checks from this no is a scrubs. huge pop hit that will live on yeah, forever. So things happen. She got a beautiful new baby, like you know what I'm saying. And the tour coming up, a tour escape. Got I feel like 
the very like she had another magical thing happen her business wise with that songwriting credit for the shape of you. Her, her neuro her neurotransmitter is turned on right now and she needs to run with it. Because so, her being down, you know, worried about him. I think I, and th- this is really the last comment. <laughs> but I think it's something to be said. Like, I just, you just naturally feel like you're on Tiny's side. And I think it's because she's just, say what you want about how she looks to you or whatever. But Tiny is a likable person. And I think yeah. that's why everybody is friends with her. Right. I like Candy. So we, once I saw that, you know, her and Tiny were still friends, I was like, oh, my God. something to her. And like the fact that she's a <laughs> so loyal, like you can't help but fall in love with Tiny. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. the extra looks and stuff, like it becomes charming and endearing at a certain point. And so to see that conversation, it just was hard because I'm like, <sighs> it just was hard. And I was conflicted because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, Dustin. So of course I want like, I'm like, where's the balance? If you go do that shit, like this. balance. <sighs> but that's it. Well, thank you. Now we move on to see what you guys <laughs> have to talk about for us. Let's move on to asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. It's time asking for a friend. <laughs> this week on asking for a friend. Don't forget to email us the friends on loudspeakersnetwork.com. The subject of this one is musty brained coworker. Wow. (laughs) Hey, guys, please proofread as I am currently sitting across from the above mentioned assailant, trying my best to be calm as I type this shit. Mm. He live. (laughs) (laughs) We live, baby. There is this melanin deficient coworker that is constantly trying to sabotage me at work. Dead. I've been working here 10 months. She's been here seven years and I'm trying everything in my power not to go off on her. Shady situation number one. Why? You got your 90 days in. (laughs) She's supposed to train me to use certain systems. She is helpful, but only while my boss is present. When my boss is out of the office, she half-assed trained me, and now I'm left struggling to figure out shit on my own, which I can do, but it's just annoying and wastes my damn time. I brought it up to my boss, and thankfully he got her ass together. Shady situation number two. When I'm out on vacation, she's supposed to cover me, cover for me, and complete my work. When I return, she ain't done, done a damn thing. So I'm left here late nights busting my ass catching up on work that should have been done by her. On top of that, I find out through other colleagues I'm cool with that she's talking behind my back. She's mentioned she feels some type of way about my due desk location in the office. I didn't ask for the seat. My boss designated it to me. She's salty, I get it. But that doesn't have shit to do with me. Shady situation number three, the last straw. (laughs) This bitch just admitted she'd been going through my desk to look for paperwork she could not locate. The paperwork is laid out clearly on my desk. Not to, not to mention, I CC her in all, every email. So why the fuck is she going through my shit? I did not say any of this to her and gave her the straight face emoji look. And now I'm here typing this email to y'all. This bitch is trying me and I've had enough. The great news, though, is that she's leaving my job for good in two weeks. But I want to be petty, especially since I just found out about shady situation number three. Do I let go and let God or find a diabolical way to get her ass together? Also, how do you guys keep your cool with shady ass colleagues you, you work slash work with directly? Love y'all. Well, I'm sure you listened to the show a couple weeks ago when we made our return from our two week break um, entitled Let's Talk About It. It is essentially a master class or a traster class. <laughs> trashter class. Trashter wow. class. And being petty with capitalized on it, please. Mm-hmm. Right. I, we started it here. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I have to say about dealing with petty coworkers. But I think in your case, you only got two weeks left with this bitch and then she's out of here. So I say wait the two weeks out and at the end of the shift, go out in the parking lot and <laughs> use every word that <laughs> you shouldn't and get it off your chest. That's my suggestion. Don't do nothing until she's already gone, though. Until she does not work there anymore. Then cuss her ass out. Shit. And actually, don't even cuss her out. On a petty note, mooner. Let's take it back to the <laughs> old school shit, the basics. Why don't we? People need to start mooning moon people recently? again. Mooner. I mooned somebody recently because of you, actually. Thank you. Because you mooned someone? Didn't it feel it was liberating, was <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, bitch. Dustin, that's the most humiliating literally thing. two or three years ago, <laughs> Dustin was talking about bringing this shit back. And he didn't do it to me, but he did, like, slap his butt or some shit. It's like, what the fuck is your problem? But it took me back to my childhood. <laughs> so, ever since then, I've been obsessed with, you know, where I could if I could. Moon a motherfucker. I'm going to start mooning it. I'm telling you. Moon, this is the hashtag Moon Niggas 2017. That's the, that's the new move. Mooning people. So moon the bitch on the on the last day. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, even pooed if she close enough. Oh <laughs> my god. No. <laughs> Not poop. Break win. Break win. Break win if she close enough. Um. Hmm. I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess I'll agree with Dustin. Wait till she. Moon her? No. <laughs> Not the moon or poo. Uh, wait till she's so out of there and say something. But I also feel because she is going to be gone in two weeks, right. just say something now if you feel like it. True. Or it doesn't don't really even matter. say nothing. I mean, ideally, weeks. it'd be nice for you to just not care because she's leaving. So. It's one of those things I always say. If you ask yourself, is this going to matter next week or next month? If the answer is no, then don't waste your time. But I know that your <laughs> your pettiness is probably flaring up because mm-hmm. that was a lot of fouls. But I say if it feels that bad, just say something now. But you don't, you also don't want to compromise the fact that you're still working there. Right, exactly. For someone else who's not going to be there in two weeks. So just consider that too. I agree. What do you say, Asante? I say kill the bitch with <laughs> kindness and be aggressively passive as well as she's leaving. Like, girl, I am so happy that you are leaving. Oh yeah, you've been getting on my nerves. So, like, and just every day, just passively remind her that <laughs> yes. it is a, a good thing that she's leaving, but also leave her with a bad thing that she had been doing. <laughs> so Make that her way, uncomfortable. Hell yeah, yeah. she leaving anyway. But like, girl, like, so tell me about this new job you got, and like, only listen to like maybe the first two seconds. Like, yeah, so I got it. I'm so happy. That sounds so nice. So you have to go to my desk no more. It's great. <laughs> and, and then, then sit back down. Yes, like, do a little bit of it every day I think <laughs> very much this right here Asante oh, you know when I really figured out I couldn't stand you <laughs> <laughs> that day you can't like that kind of yes. shit like, yes. 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 every every all over our cubicle walk by and be like hey I was just coming back from my office and I know you don't like that because that I got that office you know the one back there the one that you uh um so I was thinking about you leaving and <laughs> I'm just so happy. Be like, I want you to know, every like, time you wore them purple pants, girl, we hollered. We rolled every time you wore them purple pants. By the way, like that kind of shit. When you were sweating oh, in your white shirt, we could see your bra. Right. I wouldn't wear pink under white, you know, office setting. Like, you know, just really shut that bitch down every chance you get. But real passively, kill her with kindness. So when she goes to complain, everybody saw you being pleasant with her in the office the whole time. Nobody got... 
And then they're gonna be like, you're leaving anyway. They're not and gonna throw take her any food of her claims. away every damn day. Oh <laughs> Dude, you know what? You might be able to get Especially away with that. Especially if she bought it that day. They're not gonna take Find any of her claims seriously. Her she's leaving in two weeks. They'll be like, oh, she's leaving in two weeks. We'll let her get. We'll let you get away with you know harassing her a little bit. Don't, don't, don't bring on nobody her. in on it either. This nope. ain't no group. This mission. is all you. This is just you. This is don't all. Need to, you don't need to laugh with nobody. You can write back into us and tell us what you did. This is all for your enjoyment. Go ahead and throw away a couple of documents that she might have submitted. Don't let couple. nobody know. Yeah. Oh or you could be like, oh, girl, I was cleaning off your desk trying to help you out because I know you're on your way Not out. Not of their surveillance. Wipe that computer. What? Right. If, not look, if they, if they want to pull up surveillance to ask them to run back when Miss Thing was going through your desk back then, okay? okay? So Touché. surveillance might not be Touché. that tight up in the tight, tight, okay? This way it's around it, Woo! too. You know, this was right up my alley. This don't happen too often. <laughs> I see often. you lit up. <laughs> okay, Switch I don't take was naps. on. <laughs> okay? Then, then stress my, my rhino elastoplasticity, Okay? <laughs> My rhino elastoplast. Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> stretched it to the max. So good luck, girl. Like you said, she got two weeks, you know, toaster every day. Like just stand up, take the shot right in front of her, just raise the glass. But like, not a toast girl. every day. Hell yeah. Yo, imagine she does a countdown toast every day. <laughs> yes, in front of her. Look, look. Five yes. more days. Hold it up. If you got an office with a nice glass door, make sure you specifically like pull your blinders back and everything <laughs> and like look like you dancing a little bit. So she looking at you, then kind of point at her a little bit, raise the bottle, then raise the glass and jig a little bit. Ooh, Do ooh, all that. Ooh. And bring, and bring social it. media Ow. in the mix, right? Nah, nah. Go like, look, listen, this this how though. Peep game, right? <laughs> go on Snapchat. Y'all so much fun with this yeah. right now. Like yeah. go on Snapchat, Instagram live and shit in front of her and use the filters, right? And then turn around like you take a selfie like, she leaving! <laughs> she gone! <laughs> and like, man, like Bye, stick the bitch. dog tongue out and shit. <laughs> oh man, my one God. day me and my brother was on FaceTime. <laughs> he was doing Shout out to my brother, who is one of the funniest people I have ever I met in imagine. my life. He was making that dog face without the filter. Like, we was just on oh, FaceTime. So, so he, was was he, he was doing that face that he was. I can't do it. I can't do it in here, but I'm telling I don't take y'all, naps. I'm telling y'all, it was the funniest shit in the world. Yes. Hell to the motherfucking dog. Oh, Woo. God. Y'all have my face hurting right now. Well, thank you. We hope that... that- Good luck, girl. Two-week countdown. <laughs> Get you a special calendar to mark it down with so, you know, you can just be proactive about getting that bitch on up out of there. Well, that's your 30-day challenge right there, but in this case, <laughs> oh, no. it's 14. Okay. 10. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> hey, no, Eight. it's 10 because it's Monday through Friday. It's just oh. work. Hey, that's it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <sighs> well, let's move on to this week's uh, Black Business. What you got for us, Asante? Shout out to JustLikeMeBox.com. For the Just Like Me book box, they do a monthly subscription box where you get two to three children's books featuring characters of color plus fun book swag. This is great for kids uh, ages 12 or up to 12 years old. So if you're out there having trouble finding some books that look like us, because, you know, I found myself today watching movies and stuff and I bet "Mm, it's not enough for us and I'll be changing the channel. Right. So if you're looking for some books, you know, with some fair representation of your children, Go ahead and log on to JustLikeMeBox.com. Uh, like I said, it comes with two to three books. and That's so cute. The subscriptions, I think they come out once a month. They've been seen on Black Enterprise, The Huffington Post, and Reading is Fundamental. Perfect. But I think when they run out of certain books, they'll just like start a new box with different books. So 
You're definitely cool. getting something new every, every month. So this if you missed out on one thing. It ties right into our wellness segment, too. This could be the alternative method, right? We didn't even bring up reading. Yeah. Okay. Right? Read a chapter for Read every episode you watch, right? Read a little bit of your heart to me. <laughs> oh. I love that. So, give a little bit. So don't forget. So if you're looking to give a little bit, mm. log on to justlikemebox.com. If you ain't got no kids, I mean, just get it to somebody with some kids. Because I just wish that when I was growing up, I could be like, oh, well, this was my favorite book. And it was a bunch of black characters. Okay. That is. So cute. won't that be the way when these kids get older? Love it. Thank you. Shout out to Just Like Me Bookbox. That's it for this week's show. We hope you found the information helpful. Now, before Another we leave, one. do you guys have any church announcements? Mm-mm. Nothing? Asante? I just want to say thanks to everybody that came out to the show in London on Saturday. It was a blast. Of course, everyone said how much they missed you guys here at the Friend Zone. Oh. I did remind them that they, we will be back for the Shout Out Live Festival. So don't forget to get your tickets for that if you haven't already. Uh, outside of that, I will, I'm still on the road with the Furious one. Kid Fury Live goes to Philly next Sunday, June 4th. So kidfurylive.com. If you haven't got your tickets, go and get your tickets and I'm going to see you out there. Um, thank you guys for all the feedback on my guest appearance on Black Girl and Ohm's podcast. You guys showed a lot of love. I listened back and it really was a great conversation. So thanks for that. Thanks to Lauren and Dion for having me. And Kingston, Jamaica, I will see you guys next week. Yes. Excited. Yes. Uh, black woman gets blacker. Speaking of black wait. women getting black, right? I just want to ah. give one shout out to Crystals who... Yes. Um... Crystal is a shit anyway, but she gave the <laughs> commencement <laughs> speech. Oh, yes. I think it was Vassar. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's huge. Yes, yeah. she actually retweeted the um, the transcription from the uh, commencement. And Did you find a gem in there? Yeah, I mean the whole thing. It literally, I could crack some of the jokes. She worked she really cracked, hard, but she kept it fucking real, and it was literally the perfect advice for a graduating student. She's so, so talented. So shout out to Crystal. Um, I'm gonna retweet. The I think I actually already did retweet the um the speech, but it was great. So shout out to her. And plus, that's dope as hell that she even did that shit. Right. Yeah. Speaking of fucking great, you know how nerve wracking that yes. is. And she pulled through, and it was written amazingly Anybody well. Which is asked me to do that. Crystal, where's that <coughs> book? <coughs> Call right. Call. Okay. <laughs> we love you, and thank you guys for listening. Yes. We will catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.